Hello and welcome to Game the Gaming Fix Podcast, episode 132 on August 1st, 2020. I am Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite baseball team. I am joined today by Alex. Let's do it, Moist Talkers. Pat. Uh, I'm disappointed a little bit in the Seattle garages, so my fandom is pending some better performance, fandom performance next season. And Allison. Uh, The Breckenridge Jazz Hands are in the uh, playoffs right now, and... uh... It's, I'm going to be watching these games while we record, so yeah, we uh, I think expect me to be, be uh, uh, distracted. distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I might jump ship to the Helmuth Sunbeams because they have a very good Twitter, and the Seattle Garages, uh, they're they're very perfectly Seattle in that the whole the fandom is like whatever. <laughs> uh, so it's on brand, even though it's maybe not for me. The um the Suns one is just so good because they always just talk about the sun like the, just constantly they're they have, talking they about talk the sun so much about like Eldritch like just offhand they're the most welcome to Night Vale I think of all of the teams in terms of the way that they're like fandom and Twitter behaves. Also, hi, welcome to Gaming Fix. Yeah. yeah also, by the way, we're talking about Blazeball. Welcome to um, Blazeball. Your which, premier baseball podcast. That's not it's, true. There actually is a baseball podcast already. <laughs> yeah, there's baseball there radio. Yes. <laughs> of course there is. Uh, but is it just like Twitch? Because I know that I they live so. commentary games. How do, how do I find the Mexico City Hot Wings Twitter? Um, um, well, give me a moment. I can send it to you. Yeah. I, just, I, I have it. Yeah, I have the the tacos going. I've got the jazz hands going. Yeah, I only follow the jazz hands because I am a very serious fan of Um, the jazz hands. I also okay. I'm I'm not a Phillies pies or Philly pies fan, but I do follow Jessica Telephone. Oh God! There's someone made a Twitter for the player. Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, Sorry. Okay. Okay. So if you if you don't address something, what is baseball? I mean. It's the eternal question for, for our listeners. Blazeball is what? What isn't baseball? Blaze, it's like blazeball.com. Oh man! And you, you can. Oh also, my god! Jazz hands pulled ahead. I'm so excited. Open. Oh, oh um, no! So, the pies just dominated the moist talkers. Oh no! Okay, so blazeball. <laughs> what it is is that it is the <laughs> uh, fake internet baseball. Yes. On Zion Alicia on, Keys. <laughs> On blazeball.com. So I'm trying to explain this. So each season is a week. Um, Monday through Friday is the main season. Today's Saturday. So we're right now in the postseason. Um, so right now we're in the middle of the playoffs. And we're which only is on why we are two. very distracted. Yeah. Yeah, we're only in season two. So it's really early to jump in. I only just jumped in like a couple days ago. Yesterday uh, for me. I yeah. got in during season one, but I kind of watched a, a couple of for like an hour and then was like, eh, this is stupid like, and then i like 15 minutes attention. ago yeah but, but basically you uh what you do is that you choose a favorite team which are all fictional teams um although they shouldn't be fictional because uh the breckenridge jazz hands is the best team uh but anyways you you choose a team and you basically can bet on each game um and you win money to spend on uh the election 
which can either uh, you can do some decrees, which are just big uh, kind of larger. Um, They're like league, whole league yeah. affecting events. Well, yeah. New rules or peanuts or. And yeah. So, so right now. To- yeah. Because see, see, like one of them is relegation, which is like a concept <laughs> that I know because my dad's really into Premier, uh, Premier League football. So he's, uh, which is like a, a big thing they do in, in the Premier League in the UK um, is at the end of of the season, uh, the last place team uh, moves out of the league. Yeah. So, um, but like yeah. to take one step even but then further, one of them is also just back. peanuts with no explanation. Yeah. But like to take one step even further back, the actual game itself like is you're basically just watching a website update. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, yeah. it's playing With like, like automatically. Yeah. It's automatically RNG playing out these baseball games in like text form basically. And you're placing it's bets. Salty so bet it's, with it's salty even bet. Yeah. yeah. With less visual stuff. Yeah. But, but with, with no a whole visual lot stuff. more mechanical um, interaction. Cause like yeah, salty sure. bet is not, which sounds silly, but the decrees are a way to affect the the rules of the game. And then there are blessings that you can vote for that affect the stats of your team. So by actually strategizing with your team's community, you can influence the performance of your team based on how you spend your votes. Yeah. So um, the, um, a lot of that, that kind of, I think um, uh, moves into the fact that the community is a really big part of baseball being, baseball um Uh because uh, a lot of the community is uh doing some strategizing for the elections but they're also paying attention to the games in a really funny smart way yeah that has been funny really fun to follow (laughs) yeah i started my baseball journey yesterday and explicitly was like i'm just not going to join any of the discords or any of the twitters or whatever because i just want to see what it's like vanilla and vanilla it ain't nothing it's kind of it's it's kind of boring it's kind of like fine (laughs) right but but once you engage with one bit of the community and its lore then you just get sucked right in (laughs) right and that's the other thing is that the lore is a big part of it like uh season one which i wish i was a part of it during season one that their decree that they um achieved was to open the book uh and so you can now see the book on the website which is this heavily redacted list of rules that <laughs> which are real rules some they, of them are re- yeah they're real real rules for blaze ball but so, some of them make sense like the team with most runs will win the game yes this is a baseball thing but then also you have the rule that's sportsmanship sportsmanship redacted and you're like cool but uh that also created some other lore like for example the uh uh, Hellmouth opened because of opening the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's uh, like it's yeah. interesting to see where these uh, where the lore goes and with these teams. It's so collaborative between the developers and the players because oh, the developers absolutely. are seeding the lore, and then players really run with it and come up with a lot of their own ideas and and concepts. Um, mm-hmm. Like one of the players that one of the first when the book was opened, umpire, umpires gained an eldritch power and began incinerating players randomly, and thus the discipline era began. And um, 
like one of the first players incinerated was the Seattle Garages player Jalen Hotdog Fingers, and so now like hashtag Park it is a thing in Seattle Garages fandom because uh, there was a memorial parking garage built in in memoriam of Jalen Hotdog Fingers, which is actually a very funny local Seattle joke too. Um, and hashtag park it is really funny. So it's always like, instead of rip Jalen, it's hashtag park it is what you say. Uh, and <laughs> that stuff, that's sort of coming more from the, the community side. Um, yeah. And I'm normally not a fan of, uh, like, I don't personally, it's not, it's not a, like a problem that I have or anything, but I've never been interested really in fan fiction. I've never been interested in any of that sort of like fandom. In fact, I think, um, there's the eternal like death of the artist thing, and I've always kind of actually fallen on the side of like, no, I like to engage with the stuff that is like quote canon, which people use take to a toxic degree. I'm not one of those people, but um, but but yeah, I'm I'm generally like interested in like, no, what was what is the the authorial intent here? But in this case, because it seems the authorial intent is to provide seeds for players to kind of run with it it works really well i think and it's it yeah. drawn me in too and i don't think i've ever seen the the commissioner or any of the people behind baseball actually say no this isn't right they're just kind of run with everything yep yeah so, they're so good at that yeah so like a lot of the things that the like that's specific to like the teams and the players is created entirely by people um like for example one of the uh, players of the Charleston Shoe Thieves is widely regarded to just be a dog. Um, <laughs> one of the players on my team, the Jazz Hands, which just won their first playoff game, uh, yeah, Baby did. Doyle, he, he is so named because he's a baby. So it's like there, like it, it, like you, there's like this like lore that people just kind of have started to accept. Yeah. And they do a great job of like the player names are all great. pretty random, but they're very but they're good. They're all fantastic. So you get like Blankenship Fisher. You get uh, Margarito Alden Nava. Alden I'm Cash looking at some good. fan art of a seemingly innocuous character name, uh, Miguel Wheeler from my team, the Mexico City Hot Wings. Yep. They are a a large treaded tire with a baseball bat duct taped to it. And an unknown number of rats living inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing, I, the I, thing. I, I just got into this 20 minutes ago. I have no idea what's going on. But the Mexico City Hot Wings spoke to me because I love chicken wing or Mex- Mexico City Wild Wings. Excuse me. It spoke to me on a personal level. So I had to support them. They're in the evil league. There's an evil league. Oh, and a yep. good league. Mm-hmm. Do we know what that's about? Nope. Yeah, yeah, so it's like the National League and the American League in baseball. Yeah. Um, okay. like, and then there's also the lawful evil and then the chaotic yeah, evil. The, the top like, ones are lawful and the bottom ones are chaotic. Those are the really? divisions. I didn't actually know yeah. that. <laughs> I don't know if that's something that they have said, but that is, again, that is the I thing. I think that's pretty close to, I don't yeah. know. But I, all I know is that I, I did not know that until uh, I picked my team and I was like, oh, I'm in the chaotic evil. League. Yeah, same All here, right. Allison. Literally the same here. We're in the yeah, same we, league. Yeah, we the three we're uh three of us on this podcast are are in the chaotic evil and based off of our team 
So, uh, oh, and we should we should also mention that Erica is also uh, in, Erica loves oh, baseball. Erica plays ball. Erica uh, might and, be the most passionate about it out of all of us. <laughs> uh, yeah, Erica uh, made one of the best tweets I've seen all week. Uh, in a conversation oh, mm. with the baseball official Twitter. It was so, so good. You got to just go look at, at Erica's timeline and, um, A I R E H C U H. Go look at Erica. I don't want to spoil it. Cause it's it is, worth reading yourself. It's very it is funny. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> I just and, saw it. <laughs> yeah. And, well, the farm um, system is eggs. Oh my God. But also her, uh, but also her <laughs> team is the New York millennials. So. Yeah. Um, Pour one um, out for the millennials who are not doing great. Hellmouth Sunbeams and the New York Millennials are the two fandoms that I'm considering jumping to. We'll see. So, I don't know. It, I don't want so, to abandon the Seattle team. but For our dear listeners who are just here and are like, what the hell are you even saying still at this point? However many minutes we're in, like 15 minutes in or something. Honestly, if you're still listening, I am like super, super impressed. Yeah, it's, it's worth trying. And even if you don't use Discord, like I don't use Discord. Jump into their Discord and just see how bizarre it is because it is just yeah. strange. And Basically, it, 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 it feels like it's conjuring the feelings I had with Frog Fractions and with like yeah. Bubsy, totally. Bubsy 3D goes to the Royal Terrell, like whatever the, um, the retrospective. James Terrell James retrospective. Terrell. Thank yeah. you, not Royal Terrell. It is that's, Royal that's Terrell. A, that, that Royal was Terrell, like a multiplayer Royal thing. Terrell is a good place. Royal Terrell is a museum okay. about dinosaurs. Anyways. Oh, that sounds um, awesome. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, it's kind of that just bizarre non sequitur, just like what kind of humor, but it's community generated and also just weird and, but also wholesome. And the other thing I'll yeah. say is even if you don't give a shit about sports, like still give oh, it yeah. a shot because I know literally nothing about sports. I've gone to a couple of baseball games in real life and I've been like, this is fine. I don't know. But then like, there's something about this with all of the lore, with all of the fan community, with everything that I am just like, I, I, I love baseball and yeah. uh, like my sibling and I, my sibling loves baseball too. And actually their recommendation is what made me check it out. Um, and now whenever we uh, are together at dinner, we're both just kind of like, so what's going on with our baseball teams? And <laughs> our, our dad is just like, what the hell are you guys doing? Also, I'm, <laughs> This is real time because there is the start of this tournament that has been kind of like people have been, yeah, people have been waiting like pretty much all day from yesterday because it like, it's been like 17 hours without any baseball since yesterday. And I'm looking. Which is a long break. It is because it's usually every hour for like the whole day. So I was, I'm like checking the site and I'm like, oh, there's no baseball. (laughs) I know, same. But like, I'm, I'm looking at the Twitter of, um, currently the jazz hands and they're psyched mm. about winning and the Hades tigers, their opponents are like, wow, good job hands. Your team played super well. Like they're all just so supportive of each other. It's, it's, it's just mm-hmm. a very, it's not like, it's fake like weirdly anger. wholesome. Yeah. It's, it's super wholesome. It's so wholesome, <laughs> especially for a like game where one of the things is that players get incinerated. What, what's funny too is uh, I usually, you know, as a fan of like Eldritch, horror uh-huh. um i'm usually one of the people who's kind of like when you take it in an absurdist direction it loses all its teeth like i've never liked i've always hated that whole like cthulhu plushy like ha 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 how cute cthulhu saves the world kind of tone that's always been something that uh, it's just a huge turnoff to me 
But in this case, I think because it's hitting that very specific before the cast, I kind of mentioned that it, it has a similar tone to welcome to night Vale, which is not to take anything away from baseball because I think it's also very much has its own voice too. And is a very unique thing, but because it sort of fits in that realm of absurdity, it makes it, it's just very high quality. I think like the, the tone is super good. Um, and I like it, even though it's it's kind of goofier. Yeah, agreed. And also, I just placed my bets for the next round. Uh, and yeah, I only bet I, on sure wins. I I, uh, I I I put all my 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 bucks into your jazz. You, hands, you can Allison. beg for more money though if you run out. So um, though yeah, there is a, there is a bug where oh. if you get less than zero, you can't beg. It has to be exactly zero. <laughs> Well, oh. and also when you, so we're talking like but I the have. The commissioner is doing a great job, you guys. Yeah, like, yeah he is. I think I, we cannot emphasize this enough that the uh, <laughs> commissioner is great. I had 619 coins just now, and I bet 100 coins each on the pies and the stakes. Nice. Um, so, like, yes, you can beg if you run out of money, but like people who are playing seriously have like thousands and thousands of coins. So to burn your oh, money and go back down to zero would be a lot of, would be quite a. It would be, yeah, uh, it, it it is very much like salty bet where um, <laughs> like at this point, like salty bet's been going for what, like almost 10 years. So like you see people who are betting like a hundred thousand salty bucks at a time. And I, I, I logged in this week to salty bet on Monday, like unrelated to all of this. And um, I, I had like 5,000 coins because I, the last time I touched salty bet was like five years ago. <laughs> So yeah, like there, I, there is I an economy. The last time I an, touched Salty Bet, yeah, but. there's definitely an economy of scale, and I imagine that's going to happen here too. <laughs> Anyways, Blazeball is uh, great. Should we talk about other video games? Otherwise, we'll just talk about this for hours. Uh, uh, video game? Other other video games? Yeah, I know. There, <laughs> there is only the I'm cultural unfamiliar. event that is Blazeball. <laughs> it. It. I think Alex Navarro put it well. Uh, I don't understand baseball, but I respect it. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll get, see. He'll get everybody eventually. Yeah, I think I, I came in at a, a really bad time because it's off season. So, but and my team not in the playoff. The, I didn't so. know the Philly Pies had a mascot. They do. <laughs> the. The the, the the filling. It's not. <laughs> it's not really a bad time because you can at least see some of the most intense fandom stuff happening. But it is yeah. a bad time to literally make the account and try to interact with the 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 mechanical parts of the game for sure. Uh, you know, my team's in the party zone. Uh, yeah, when you are mathematically party all the time, you're in the party. My zone. team likes to party all the time. <laughs> uh, there's party so many, all the time. There's okay. We're back into it, but I also like when their server dies. They call it taking a siesta. It's actually planned maintenance. Usually, I think it, it's oh. both. Basically, anytime base baseball is down, it's a siesta. Um, <laughs> and they post. They post like on the Twitter. They'll post like two blood drop emojis with siesta time in the middle. <laughs> It's okay. extremely good. Well, uh, how about how about some things that aren't necessarily cultural events? They're just video games. I don't have anything on my list except for the one board game that I have at the very bottom that is not a cultural event. So, yeah. I, uh, uh, what? I don't. I don't know. You can't argue with me. I'm right. <laughs> 
I have three cultural uh, events. Well, one of them we have a review for. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that. Yeah, so I played through um a game called Umurangi Generation. Um I kind of jokingly call it a cultural cultural event, but I think it's actually pretty cool because it's a um I don't know that everyone on the team is Maori, but it's a primarily Maori developed game. Um and I believe everyone on the team is in, is an indigenous person. Um and it the team is based in New Zealand. Um, which is also where the game is set. So Umurangi Generation is a photography game set in the way they put it, the shitty future. So it's basically an apocalypse in motion. The world is ending. Um, you kind of see the the opening. The first level is sort of the very beginning before everything has gotten completely destroyed, but also clearly you're not. the world is not doing great. And then all the way through to the conclusion, which I will not spoil. Um, but... Um, I also won't spoil the nature of the apocalypse. It's pretty interesting. Uh, I think you should definitely, they do really good foreshadowing. And it's very ominous. I think you should definitely experience that for yourself if you can. Um, but uh, the, yeah, it's, so it's like a, a, a vaguely apocalyptic, but generally pretty um, like modern looking uh, environments with this really, really, really striking PS one style aesthetic. So it looks a lot like, like a PS one version of like jet set or something like that. Um, but I think with a unique style too, I kind of jet set radio had a huge influence on games artistically. I think this game is really speaking for itself, even though there are some, some similarities in terms of like use of color and stuff, but um, it is kind of moving because it's a game about the art that people make while the world is ending, um, which is such a, it's like a topic I had never really thought of before, but there's so many post apocalypses that exist that are like apocalypse. Yeah. That are like, um, you know, Brown and gray. And it's always about, you know, man's inhumanity to man and all that stuff. And, and I'm not trying to take away from that. Like there's certainly post apocalypse stories that I really enjoy. Um, but for the most part, it's such a, there's such dire kind of hopeless and, um, and, and dark stories usually. And Umurangi generation is just different because it's, it's more about color and vibrancy and culture and community. And like, there's this incredible scene, uh, where you're, the levels themselves are like discrete areas where you have a set of goals to take photos. They're called photo bounties. So it might be things like photograph four birds with the telephoto lens and you have to find a way to get four birds in one telephoto shot. Um, and, or it might be like, take a picture of a donut. And so you have to find a donut in the level and get close to it and then take a photo. Uh, and then you're graded based on the composition and color of the shot. It actually is a pretty clever grading system that allows it to um, kind of give pretty good feedback from a like objective quality standpoint. Um, but it doesn't really matter what how good your photos are for the most part. Um, there are secondary objectives that are one of the few things I don't like about the game because I think they can be kind of frustrating that you get to uh, you complete to unlock cosmetic like more editing tools and stuff to just sort of tweak your photos that don't really affect your score at all. Um, and there's like this one shot in one level that's a street at night. It's like a city block is the level itself. And it's just this group of people 
diverse group of people all dancing in the street. And it has this killer soundtrack that's a mix of like lo-fi hip hop stuff and electronic stuff. And the it's just beautiful. Like you stop and look at it and it's so cool. It's so vibrant. There's so much color. Um, it's so clever in its environmental storytelling and stuff. And then there's also scenes that are almost legitimately scary, even though you're watching like the same thing happen on loop and there's no threat to you. It's like unsettling to move through the level because you kind of know what's going on and it's very dark. Um, but again, dark without being the same as, as a lot of other stuff. Uh, so it's, it's really cool. I highly recommend it. I have a review on the site now. Um, and so you can go give that a look. Uh, it was one of those games that was tough to score because I think it has some objective problems that are hard to ignore in a review. But at the same time, I think I like it more than like, what I kind of scored it to a degree, but it's, it does have some clunky movement issues and the collectibles can be frustrating and stuff. So it's, it's hard to like say, you know, five stars, perfect game. But, um, but I, I think it's worth playing. It's very unique and very different and, and totally something that even if you're not into photography, I would say it's, it's worth playing. It only takes a few hours to get through the like story of it. But then the idea is you could spend dozens and dozens of hours going back to the levels and taking pictures and stuff. Cause they're really great canvases for, um, for, for lots of cool photos. And it has a very, uh, in-depth camera too. So you can really tease out a lot of different, um, uh, real photography stuff using the camera. Cool. Cool. It's also got a free demo on Steam, so you can check it out, see if you're into it, and yeah. then go from there. I have no idea if that's like stuff that's in the game or it's a unique demo. I think it's or the first like level that. of the game. Um, that would make sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how that that's what they did. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm very excited to see what that team does next too, because I think that they have a really unique vision and voice. Um, it's not like anything else you're going to play this year, which is I think probably the best endorsement I can give it because uh, it's, it's just very different. Does it have a narrative? Like, yeah, is it totally. telling a story from start to finish? Yep. There's no dialogue or anything in it. There's no cutscenes. Um, it's all environmental storytelling as you move through the environment and you do kind of have to pay attention for sure. Um, it's, you know, when you see a newspaper clipping, it's kind of on you to read it and stuff. Um, but it is absolutely telling a story. Uh, and, and there's, bits and pieces it's not like pokemon snap levels of stuff happening but there are things in the environment that are in motion that that speak to the story itself too if you pay attention um but but and and it's a pretty clear story i don't think it's like you don't it's not like dark souls or something it's a fairly simple narrative and you definitely get it if you just pay any amount of attention as you're going through the levels so it's not like you have to like read into every little thing um, there's a lot of background details that are built into it that you kind of have to pay closer attention to understand, but from a perspective, narrative perspective, it, it's pretty much start to finish makes, makes sense. If you like anime, I would say you'll like the story. It is clearly pretty heavily anime inspired. So. All right. Well, since you insist that you are partaking in multiple cultural events, What's the other one? I think Call of Duty is absolutely a cultural event. It, but <laughs> I, I, but uh, I don't think it's less arguable. so now. What? 
No, I don't I'd know. I'd say less so now. There's like 20 million people who play Call of Duty. Yeah, there's a lot of people yeah. who played it in like 2007 too. That's what I mean. <laughs> it when an, I, Call of I Duty just, is a cultural I event. I just don't think it's got the same like uh, impact now as it as it did. Uh, I still it's still obviously very successful. I think in the mainstream it absolutely does. I don't think if from like gaming Twitter it doesn't for sure. It's less of a like, but I think from a mainstream perspective, it's still makes a lot of money and um, definitely. I was kind of being facetious, but also uh, I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's certainly the other thing about it now is. Because they have a seasonal churn, which is the main reason I bring it up. Like everyone's heard me talk about Call of Duty before, but um, because they have a seasonal churn, it feels like it's something is happening with it all the time, um, mm-hmm. which is is interesting. Even though the seasons haven't been like super super, they're not as good as like Fortnite's content seasons, for example. But um, but they've been good. The main the main reason I bring it up is you know it's the season's ending, so I'm playing a bunch of it, and I had a couple of more of my friends have picked it up now and we played last night as like a group of four people. And it is really interesting how that game scales in terms of communication and just um, level of fun with the number of people you have playing together. Like when all four of us were playing one, we were all actually sharing information, which is something that my one friend and I never did when we were playing because two people it's like, we're barely ever near each other. Um, but with four people on a team of six, suddenly it became like, oh, I'm actually telling my team where enemies are because they, there's enough of us that someone might actually find that information useful, which was kind of interesting. Um, and I think led to us playing better. Uh, and then also, just from a social perspective, that game is just one of the best when it comes to Load up this game, hop in Discord with friends, have beer, and just just run around and shoot stuff for a couple hours. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's so so good for that. It's incredibly polished. I think is also the thing. Like they spend, they have a budget unlike almost any other game or series, and that means that they can put all the time into balance and uh, making the gameplay feel like just constantly good, like much more so than any other series. So, yeah, like, and and I think Modern good. Warfare they hit a they just hit this apex of like legend. Uh, <laughs> they hit the they hit they hit a a like high point of like it's got that polish. It feels so good to move around in, like beyond I think beyond any shooter I've played. Um, and there is just a never ending set of stuff to do. My one friend who normally doesn't like playing PvP games um, bought in because I was like, look, you can turn off text and voice chat. You can basically turn it into bot matches if you want to from like your perspective. It'll just be with people with weird porn star names because um, yeah. Jesus Christ, people <laughs> make them their names porn star names. There's all these names that seem like halfway normal. And I'm like, I wonder if that's a porn star. And I look it up and then sure enough. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Um, Maybe you're just playing against a lot of porn stars. I've gotten the same porn star hundreds of times at this point, if that's the case. Uh, but maybe, and maybe they are very into Call of Duty. You could be right. Multiple accounts, even. Uh, but anyway, Every one of them. Um, 
Yeah. So they this this friend of mine, they were they don't like um uh, like PvP games typically and uh so they uh turned off voice chat and turned off all this other stuff, but they love uh endless progression grinds and I was like, look, this game it has hundreds of different challenges you can do, maybe even thousands at this point. I don't know. Um and there is always a new thing. You can just open up a the menu and find a new thing that you want to grind for, um, which is, is, and it's all like gameplay relevant, but without being a loot thing where there's gear scores and stuff. So it's all like horizontal side grade stuff that you're unlocking. And it gives you things like the ability to like take a shotgun and turn it from a close range spread fire shotgun into like a slug round based, almost a rifle, like a mid range rifle. Um, you can just do that kind of stuff with guns and say like, well, today I really want to use this gun and I want to just sprint around and hip fire it. So I'm going to put all of these attachments on it to make it into that thing. Um, and it's, it's just, it's continues to be really, really good. And, um, I forgot to check my play time last night, but I don't know that I've played another multiplayer game except maybe rocket league early on with the kind of fervor that I continue to play modern warfare. Um, I'm really, really hoping I don't think they will, but I'm really hoping they, announced that they're pushing the new black ops game that got leaked for this year into next year call of duty um black ops Ops cold Cold war War. which is the worst name (laughs) it's not a good name i like black ops i'll play the campaign but i would really just prefer to play modern warfare for another year in terms Mm. of the multiplayer yeah because i think it's still really good it would be nice if they kind of went the, the assassin's creed route and actually took a break every now and again yeah I also think it, not that I know there's people who think black ops is like the best multiplayer game ever, but to me, the real quality of like the reason I like black ops is because they have interesting campaigns. And I feel like if they just made the modern warfare games, the multiplayer focused ones and the black ops games, the campaign focused ones, not that modern warfare doesn't have an interesting campaign. It does. Um, but uh, something like that would be cool, I think. Um, and I really just wish it was a platform because the saddest thing about the idea of uh, playing a different one is losing all of the stuff from Modern Warfare that I've kind of built up over time. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I can. I don't know. They need a Call of Duty Infinite with free-to-play multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Which Modern Warfare feels like it's that because it has Warzone in it. So it feels like the game that could be a platform for a long time. The problem though, is like they're not going to, unless they come up with a clever way to allow you to like prestige guns or something. Part of it is part of the reason that they're able to sell a new game every year is the people who are super hardcore have already done everything in modern warfare. I haven't Mm -hmm. even, I'm like maybe a third of the way through all the stuff you can do with, despite having played it for a couple hundred hours. But the people who that's their game, they play it for thousands of hours. So they're already done and they need to restart the progression grind because they've done it all. Um, so it's tough. Cause it's like, I don't know what you do with how you do that. Cause you can't just add one new gun. They're going to finish that in a month. Um, so it's, it's, you kind of need like a whole new set of stuff to do. Um, but I think there's ways around it. I think they could come up with some a new sort of prestige way to like, start gun progression over or something that could make it more of an endlessly replayable thing, but we'll see. I don't know. 
that's the cultural event that is modern warfare. Yeah, join us, join us uh, in a few months for the next culture of uh, cultural event, Madden. Oh God, it is. That's, it's true though. That's that's <laughs> this month, isn't it? Oh, is it? I thought it was next month. It's usually August. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're right. Probably. I They're still know. pretending there will be a real football season this year. Oh, that's also, cute. That, also, that joke. Hey, brought, they've got that, that joke. No, actually, actually by Chris never Edgerton. mind. I'm not going to call the NFL cute. Yeah. Uh, real baseball not going so great. So, so there's some real you funny know, gifts that have come out of it. Yeah, <laughs> real baseball is now looking like I guess it, real the show baseball actually is, looking, is less buggy. Yeah, no, I was gonna say it's looking like NBA 2K or something at launch, where they've got like the T posing crowds and yeah, or Madden where they've got people just suddenly changing a race. Yep. Oh man, yeah. It's so it's weird. I like it. Yeah, it's it's just baseball players are getting COVID. So oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. Know that part. Yeah, so <laughs> it's oh, clearly not cool. working. Awesome. Uh, um, and they really should just say, you know what? If any sport can survive taking a season off, I mean, it's probably football, but baseball yes. also could uh, could survive that. It is it would be fine. Baseball okay. season's like a year long. <laughs> But yeah. okay, MLB, it's all guys, right? Like there's no ladies yes, in it's it. All men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you were if do you think there's a possibility that the baseball season will fall through and then those guys will, you know, maybe need to go through some kind of like obstacle course? Oh god. <laughs> Ninja Warrior is not okay because you get they have to touch all the same horse elements. So they get all like they get their sweat. But then they're what if they COVID just all drop into a, a pit of like Purell instead of talk- water? It's oh, just all Purell. Now we're talking. That sounds great. Uh, I think you would probably die though if you <laughs> inhaled Purell. Uh. Well, you, you wear a mask, like like a True. significant mask, like not gas, just like, like a, a like, like a, a scuba mask, like a scuba. You gotta, yeah, <laughs> you got to scuba your way through. Your ninja, the ninja yeah. warrior course, American scuba warrior. What if oh you set it under? You set it <laughs> in. You set it in a pool of Purell. So the obstacle course is under not water, but Purell. Oh, what would American mm-hmm. scuba warrior even be? <laughs> I mean, the Navy SEALs. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fight a shark, and then you, you have to shoot a civilian. <laughs> well, damn. I will throw shade at the U.S. military all fucking day this month. <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare, play it. <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, got him. <laughs> but, but yo, Andre, I need to know, what is, yeah. up, with, what is up with Fall Guys? Like, what I was, is up with Fall Guys? Like, I've been, uh, before the technical alpha, before all that stuff, I'd been, yeah. I actually was offered a key for it and I turned it down because I was like, this seems like something I don't want to play. But now it seems like everybody is just blowing up about it. Yeah, I wish it's, I was in the beta. It's real good. It's going to be free on PlayStation Plus on Tuesday. Right. Uh, it's one of the games. But, but it's the weekend now. Yeah, yeah, it is. If you go on Twitch, you can probably find people giving away keys. They're dropping in a bunch of streams. Um it is so Fall Guys is like American Ninja Warrior or Wipeout or like Takeshi's Castle MXC meets Gang Beasts. You're not doing as much yeah. like grabbing people. You can grab people. It is one of the mechanics, but you're not like lifting people up or throwing them. You're basically just like, oh, I'm going to grab onto you and like mess you up a little bit. 
and you're racing, usually you're racing through some sort of obstacle course. So there will be like big spinning fans or like uh, just like posts that are spinning and or hammers and they will hit you and they'll knock you around. And you're trying to race to the end against like 60 people is what it is, at least right now. I don't know if they plan to up that, hmm. but it seems pretty like neatly divided oh. and organized to be 60 so, people. So it's kind of like a battle royale, but an obstacle Yes, it's course. a battle royale, okay. but yeah. Takeshi's Castle. Yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. So you've got 60 people. So it starts off 60 people, and then you're all running through, but only like 44 people can qualify for the second round. So if, you, if you're not one of the 44 people to make it to the end of that first round, it's like, you know, it's, it's not timed, at least in the first one. So you're just trying to get to the end. And then it knocks those people out and then they have to start a new game. And then, and it's right now it's pretty quick because there's so many people playing. And I think there are five rounds max. And every time you're playing like a different game. So you've got like the obstacle cores. You've got like more logic based things like, oh, you've got to remember what symbols are on the platforms. And then you've got to stand on the right symbol because all the other platforms are going to disappear. Or... There's some that are like tag kind of where some people have a tail and you need to run around. And you need to grab them. So you go, well, I just knocked my thing. I hope that didn't make the uh, sound get all weird. Sorry about that. Uh, you've got to grab the tail from the people and then you've got to keep it until the end or you've got to get more tails on your team than any of the other teams. Oh, so it's like capture the flag at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's capture the flag. There's like uh there's like a soccer, there's a few soccer variants. So it's like basically you've got Rocket League, except it's just like six little wobbly dudes trying to push uh, soccer balls into each other's goals and, or like a race and that kind of stuff. And it's really silly and pretty fun. I will say right now, it doesn't seem like there's enough uh, like variants or may it seems like I'm getting a lot of the same ones when I play, but I'm not sure if they're rotating it based on time. Like there are some that I haven't played at all, so I'm not sure what's up with that, but Can I would we... love to play like it's really fun to play. Yeah. Is, is it, um, can you like queue with a party of people? Or like, is it always, uh, just you can invite people, you can invite, you can invite people together. Uh, you wouldn't be on a team by default. I don't know what it does if you're like if it gets to a team minigame. I don't Honestly, know what it does there. I have I the, I would have no need for to be on a team with people I'd play with. Like mm. it doesn't seem like the kind of game where I care about like strategizing. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, yeah. and I, I yeah. think it would just be fun to be on like a voice call with the people you're yeah I you're doing that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be kind of fun to like do like a fixed play of Fall Guys where we're all just like on a yeah, voice totally. call yeah. and on the play. on the same server at least. Yeah, 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 or, yeah. Whatever. Okay, I now I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds super fun. Do you know if yeah. it's crossplay at all? I have not seen anything. I've not looked into like the details at all. That's sort uh, of let the me Google real quick. That's the big kind of kicker for me is like it's going to be PS Plus on PS Plus. If you have that, I would rather play it on PC. I think, um, sure, because mm-hmm. I just prefer, frankly, I just prefer playing multiplayer games on PC because um, it's easier to manage like my voice chat and get my sound levels right for everything. Yeah. Um, 
but it would be nice. Like I have a okay. friend who I would love to play this game with. Uh, and, and he was like, um, Oh, it's PS plus. Great. I'll just play it there. And I was kind of like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess I could have two progressions going and play it mm-hmm. with you on PS4 and then also play it on PC. But that kind of uh, sucks. So they say it will have crossplay, but not at launch. That's good enough. And I mean, that's, that's fine. I, yeah. I don't know if they're going to have any like combined progression thing because there's no like account you log into. It's just your Steam account. Oh, yeah. So I would be I shocked know. if there was if there was cross progression. Um, just I that mean, seems Fortnite like Fortnite figured that out, didn't they? Yeah. But Fortnite is kind of a I mean, look at how long it took Destiny to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So For, Fortnite, uh, yeah. Fortnite is also epic and one of the biggest companies in the world yes. right yeah <laughs> yeah this, this is yeah being uh, published by devolver it's yeah. got a battle pass it's only 40 mm. levels i don't know if that's going to increase it seems like the stuff you earn in the beta carries over into the final release it tracks your wins uh and it, you get like currency so you can buy like cosmetics and stuff i've got like a pigeon costume right now I the shop oh, isn't yeah. open yet, so I don't know like if there's microtransactions. I assume there would be, but you get a lot of in-game currency, so I'm not sure what that looks like. Yeah, the game but, just yeah, seems, it's it's a good time. It seems fun. Like it just seems like pure. Like we talk a lot about games and like stories, and we talk a lot about like all oh, the nuances of whatever. But this just seems mm-hmm. like pure mechanics, pure fun. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. seems like pure dumb fun, which yeah. I, you know, sometimes you kind of need in these uncertain times. Oh yeah, we can we could all use some dumb fun right now. It's it's the closest thing to an MXC game that exists, which is real good. I think finding out that so the thing I was not um crazy about, like the reason I wasn't excited about it and hadn't really paid much attention to it, is the concept is fun to me and seems fun, but um. I I didn't realize that it was like a 60 player kind of mm. battle royale. Yeah. I mean, it's not really yeah. a battle royale, but yeah. Yeah, that it was same. like a 60 player elimination game. I thought it was just the sort of game where you would get like 10 people together and run mm. through these courses, which held a lot less interest to me because it was like, well, yeah, I mean, I have a bunch of friends who will say they'll play Fall Guys, but yeah. will they? Will no, they actually we'll yeah. play like one time and then it'll be fun for three hours and then we'll be done. But the yeah. fact that it's like, a 60 player thing with matchmaking where there's some cosmetic progression is like, Oh, actually this sounds like something that I could sit and play sort of like Trackmania. Yeah. Um, sure. that I could like sit and play in a group for a couple hours, even if no one else that I know is playing with me and still have a good time. Yeah. And something, um, I don't know this for a fact. This is just kind of some speculation, but I think one of the reasons that rocket league got so popular, um, at least at the start was because it was a free PS plus game. Yep. And yeah. that, that meant just like there was no barrier to entry. People could just play. And that meant the community never really died down. And mm-hmm. in fact, it just kept growing and like a purely multiplayer game like this, or like at least one which lives and dies by its multiplayer. Um, who knows? Maybe it'll have a local co-op someday, whatever. Um, uh, or local competitive, but either way, like the fact that this is a free PS plus game bodes well especially if it follows the trajectory because it also seems like yeah it's well balanced it's the it seems solid it doesn't seem particularly buggy yet even though it's like early 
but oh yeah it it seemed i've not encountered any bugs there's like janky physics interactions but they're the kind of janky physics interactions you want where you get hit by like a swinging thing and you get flung across the map and then you're like oh i'm ahead of everybody now um which is it's just just funny yeah yeah it's currently the fifth most watched game on twitch wow Mm, wow that's pretty good yeah I yeah, have so, 78,000 viewers right now, so, so I think it's going to be, at, at launch, it's going to be pretty popular, at least. And maybe I if I play it, I won't get power. called slurs, like when I played Valorant. <laughs> There's no no voice chat, no text chat, so... Sounds better than Valorant. Uh, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> exciting for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so probably... It's, they probably won't in uh, instill any kind of pay-per-round kind of mechanic. No. And no. God. They, yeah, uh, I it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward, like for adding modes and stuff, because they've got seasons. So what does season two look like? What do they add for cosmetics? What do they do? They change the game modes because it's like the logic one I mentioned earlier, where you're looking at the, the platforms on the ground. I don't think that one's very good. Like most times we play it and nobody really goes out. You might go yeah. out your first time, but maybe, maybe season two involves a big Travis Scott concert in the background. <laughs> well, you would, you would hope that that is the plan, right? That like the idea of really making a lot of changes to it over time and having like new modes rotate in and new maps yeah. and stuff would be part of the like appeal of having a battle pass and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got some interesting ideas. Uh, it would it'll just be nice if they can. I don't I don't know why the rotation is the way it is, but it does seem like I'm seeing a lot of the same maps often. I don't know if it has to do with like certain maps show up in certain rounds or anything like that. But like you're not going to get the logic puzzle on the with like sixty people because that would be far too small and like impossible. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's a good time. And if you can get a key, you should totally check it out or check it out on PS plus when it comes out this week. Yeah. I might end up just picking it up for, uh, for PC. Cause you get, uh, if you pre-order it, you get a Gordon Freeman skin. Oh, what? Which oh, wow. is very oh, good. I, I, that huh. is very good. That is very good. And if you That's get the collector's edition, you get a spaceman, a pirate and a unicorn skin. And 10,000 kudos and a robot emote. So mm. it's also, I got to say, this is not meant as some like, ooh, Pat's edgy um, at all. But I will, I, and I don't want to yuck anyone's yum ever. So this is in no way commentary on the industry or a request for something to change for my my tastes. Has been yucked. But I am a little bit like, I've, become numb to the like oh that's so cute look at how cute this is like the reason i was into the bug snacks trailer is because of the like dark weird parts of it um yeah the whole like like uh it's just i'm just not usually just not as affected this year i guess by what a cute thing uh, I think it's great that other people are because you should find joy in whatever you I'll can. Be, I, I will be affected by cute things for the both yeah. of us and that is that is great Same. But with that said, Fall Guys is cute in a way that I really enjoy, despite 
that feeling because it, <laughs> it's it because has, it's so chaotic i think yeah and it's like so you've goofy. got pineapples and pigeons and dogs and gordon freeman I, all running down busting through walls and falling over i think it's, it's because so silly the, the the core thing isn't its cuteness right like yes it, no, it's, yeah, yeah. It's totally the, you're the totally core, you got it the core thing is it being fucking weird and buck wild and awesome but it happens to be cute like paper mario also has its cuteness but i'm interested in playing it because the core thing is not just that the aesthetic is a big part of it but like the core thing isn't just aesthetic right so like Mm -hmm. that's definitely I I, i wouldn't say most things that are just like have a cute aesthetic are just that's all it is like I'd say um, that I think it's an appearance thing like not to not to throw because it seems like it's an interesting game that will grow and I'm not throwing shade at ooblets from a like this is this has no mm-hmm. substance thing but from a perspective of like if you watch the ooblets trailer it seems like the aesthetic is like kind of the thing they're trying to really really push to the front of the way of that game's like image um, which doesn't mean that that's all that the game itself is. It just means when I look at it, I'm not, it's, it's like, I'm not seeing the mechanics as much, I guess. No, I get that. It's, it's just like, that might be just more of marketing versus any actual. Totally. I think it's mostly marketing for sure. Um, But unfortunately (laughs) based on marketing, is like a big part of how I pick games, unfortunately, because I just don't have time for them all. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get that. Anyways, seems All good. Right. Yeah, uh, I am enjoying my time with it a lot. I had a great moment where I was like in second place and someone had to jump across a gap and I grabbed them just as they jumped and they lost all their momentum and fell and got reset like back behind. Like, yes, yeah, I am first place now. It's really good. Uh, all right. Well, next up, Pat, you've got a board game, I see. Yeah, I can touch on that quick because we're kind of light on on news this week. Um, there's yeah, we've got uh, two more hours to fill. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was a there was a. I'll just talk about it a little bit briefly. I've only played a game of it, and um, it was not. It was just to kind of learn the rules. Um, but uh, one of the 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 guy who runs the local game store near me um, kind of dropped into a board game group chat that um, I'm also in with him. Um, asking if there was any interest when things settle down a little bit and we can play in this game called unmatched, which is a re-implementation of it's from a game called a company called restoration games. Um, they make, they basically like remake old games. So they did like fireball Island, for example, was kind of the game that put them cool. on the map, which is a remake yeah. of the old fireball Island. And they do it with like super lavish production values that are often ahead of what the game was like originally. Um, so they've only got a few games out, but they have this game that came out last year called Unmatched, which is a re-implementation of the rules from Star Wars Epic Duels, which was a really cool um, miniatures board game where you would pick like Mace Windu and he would have three clone troopers with him or oops, excuse me, uh, or you would pick um, Anakin and he would have like would be like him and the Emperor or something. It was like little teams of characters that you would pick. Um, So unmatched does not carry the star Wars license, uh, which is, I think ultimately for the better in this case, not because I don't love star Wars, but because gives them the ability to touch on a wider range of characters. It it worked for mass effect. (laughs) Well, it's not even science fiction. Um, Instead, Uh 
their first release was called Unmatched Battle of Legends Volume 1, and it include Al- included Alice from Alice in Wonderland, huh. Medusa from Greek mythology, from King Arthur, and Sinbad the Sailor. Um, oh, Oh, not that yeah. Sinbad. Okay. No, not the no, no. Uh not Sinbad, from Sinbad Shazam. Sin- yeah, not from Shazam. Uh <laughs> um, Shazam? I think Shazam was the fake one, the not real one, and Kazam is the real one with Shaquille O'Neal, but I can't remember. Um anyway, so the the cool thing about Unmatched is you kind of you have your character miniature. It was just one character miniature, unless well, most of the time. Um, and then your character might have a number of sidekick tokens that are little plastic tokens, uh, or they may not have side sidekick tokens. And the reason for that is because it's super asymmetrical. So you play on these boards that are slightly abstracted just to make them easier to read. But generally you're playing in like a castle or there's one board that's like city streets. Um, and it has a very simple rules where you're moving, playing cards to get effects and then playing cards to fight. But what makes it really interesting and gives it a lot of depth is each character is totally different from the other characters. It's super, super asymmetrical. So like um, they have a Jurassic Park set that has Muldoon on one side and the, and, uh, the Raptors on the other side. Huh. And so if you play as the Raptors, you get three little figures and their abilities are centered around like ganging up on their opponent and you do more damage, the more Raptors you have alive, but they're also easier to kill each. Obviously Um, like in one of the sets that I got, there's a Dracula, a Dracula. There is Dracula. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, I like the term a Dracula. (laughs) Like Dracula is like a a concept (laughs) separate from vampires. Um, So when you're playing as Dracula, you have um, three sisters, which you can, which are like sidekick tokens you can move around and stuff. But Dracula's mechanics are based around a lot of like health regen, as you might expect. Um, There's an Invisible Man character in the set, one of the sets that I got. I got the two four character sets, one of which is themed around like Victorian London. The other one is themed around uh, those legends like Alice and King Arthur and Sinbad and Medusa. Um, the invisible man doesn't have a sidekick character, but he has these fog tokens that you place at the beginning of the game and then can play cards to move around and he can Mm -hmm. do things like teleport between the fog. He gets bonus to his defense when he's in the fog. Um, so the characters just, they all have very, uh, their own things so far too. They have those. So there's like the two sets that I have, um, the cobble and fog set has Sherlock Holmes, Dracula, um, Invisible Man and Dr. Jekyll slash Mr. Hyde. Um, they have the Jurassic Park two-player set. There is a a single um, what's his name? The hero of Jurassic Park. Um, Chris he's coming Pratt. out. No, he. The, the, I forget his name. I don't know why I'm blanking on it because I want Doctor... Jeff Goldblum. No, it's um, Doctor Grant. It's, it, yes, no. thank you. It's Doctor Grant. Yes, there's a Doctor Grant solo pack coming out. There's a Bruce Lee solo pack. What? Yep, or you can play as Bruce fuck? Lee. Um, what is there this? is <laughs> there is a there is a a uh, 
Um, Jackie Chan and <laughs> no, but there's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer pack what? coming soon. My God! Um, that's so and cool. then they also have a, a Bigfoot versus Robin Hood pack that you can get as well. Okay, so um, can you mix and match? Can you put like yes, Buffy so any versus of Jurassic Park? Wow! Any of them can play together. Huh. So Buff, so Buffy can fight Dracula in the Jurassic Park yeah. jungle map that comes with the <laughs> Jurassic Park set. Really each set cool. also comes with a board, uh, a double sided board that has two maps on it, and the maps are different. They're not. They're not the same. Like they're mechanically different in the way they connect. That's um, the spaces connect. Really so, fascinating. That reminds yeah. So me those of, matchups are awesome. Yeah, like that reminds me of like the Disney Infinity stuff that you wanted of like mixing totally. all these different kinds of uh, yep. characters or whatever and putting and, them in the same place and putting them against each other. But also kind of sounds like multiplayer X- XCOM in a way. Like I don't know if you've sure, ever played. Yeah. That. So mechanically, it, it is yeah. similar to that. It's really designed best for one-on-one play, but you can also do two v two play. Um, one of the things that I love about it is there's no deck construction and there's no team building. You just pick a character, and they come with a deck of cards, and they come with all their components. Um, so it means that you can just focus on the game strategy, mm. and it's fairly well balanced. People talk about how King Arthur is bad, but other than that, like it seems pretty well balanced and it's starting to pick up enough buzz outside of hardcore board gaming communities that I think there's actually going to be like a scene to be able to find games and play it, um, which is pretty neat. And I'm the thing that I've kind of buried the lead on a little bit is because I wanted to get out that it's a really good game mechanically. It's interesting. You can also teach it in like, like on shut up and sit down. Quinton's the Quinton there said like, you could teach the rules in one breath and he more or less does like you, you it's, mm. it's so simple to learn to play it because all of the depth is in the asymmetry of the characters. Interesting. So yeah. That sounds um, really cool. Yeah. And, and, and the RNG also is something that I really enjoy. There's no RNG to determine outcomes. So the way that combat works is I pick an attack card that has a value and you pick a defense card that has a value. And then we flip them. We both pick them secretly then we flip them and then compare the values and the difference is how much damage the defender takes or no damage if the defender's number is higher. And then the cards themselves have tons of effects too. So it's not as simple as that, but there is no like rolling a die to see who, how much damage you do. The only RNG is the cards that you have in your hand kind of determine your options, which is a much more, in my opinion, satisfying way to handle RNG than using dice rolls to resolve things. Yeah. Um, like it, it almost sounds like a, much um lower barrier to entry kind of spirit island or something like that in that sense from the options of yes in that way yeah uh i see what you mean yeah um but the thing that i've kind of buried the lead on is that the art is all done by mondo who does these utterly incredible posters if you haven't seen them you probably have frankly even if you don't the name doesn't ring a bell they do classic film posters with this just brilliant pop art aesthetic they have a really great Star Wars series. They have a stunning Jaws poster. Um, yeah, and I've done a lot of, of other like more recent stuff too. Like I have a Mad Max Fury Road poster from them yeah. on my wall, and it is like it is gorgeous. I, I love it very and much. So the way that translates to the game is, I could never play a game of this against another person in my life, and I would buy every box because the art in it is just out of this world. It's gorgeous, and that extends not just to the card art but to the board art. And then the box art and the production value of things like box inserts. This is like kind of super groggy board game nerd stuff, but lots of board games are just a box and then the stuff is inside. 
um, this is a game where like if you decide that you want to play um, the Invisible Man, for example, you open the box, you take out his miniature, which has its own little slot. You take out the deck of cards, and then under the deck of cards is his health dial, which you take out, and then under that are the three little tokens in their own bespoke slot, and you pull those out. Like it has a very great like um, the production value of the whole package is just out of this world. The rule book is beautiful even though it's this very simple little like four page thing. Um, and then the models themselves are pretty, are pretty good. Um, so it it's, and like the tokens, there's some cardboard tokens, but like your character's sidekick tokens, which they make tokens instead of miniatures just to bring down the cost of the game. And then also because it helps differentiate between what's the hero and what isn't, um, they're like plastic tokens. They're not just little pieces of cardboard like you would expect. Um, so it's really great that way. The moist talkers were ahead by like three points oh. the whole time, and now they just lost by one. The jazz That's good because I had a hundred. So I had a hundred coins on the pies. This is great. I I bet twenty on the pies because I just started. <laughs> anyway, if you're interested, if you're interested in anything that I was saying about unmatched, and you have tabletop simulator, which is really oh, a thing you should buy. You there should. is an official so table shop tabletop simulator module made by the designer of. Oh, unmatched. that's rad! Yeah, yeah so you can rad. play it on. It's really polished. It's a tab, It's a really easy to use TTS module, and that game plays well on TTS because it is so simple. So I highly recommend grabbing that module. I would love to play it with people. So you should tell us if you want to play it because I want to play that game, and my partner doesn't like. Uh, competitive games how, how many oh people my can god play? someone may have sent me a fall guys key <laughs> sick sorry <laughs> my twitter wow. may have actually worked uh you know there's they're handing out a lot of keys they didn't uh, send their, me their one that's rude. Is very good <laughs> uh, uh it's it's the hot new it's my, the new hotness my dear moist talkers anyways <laughs> there's still there's still a chance for a comeback yeah yeah it's that's the thing about baseball is, is it, it's best of five you're right you can have the, the experience the that i had when the tigers uh the real life tigers the detroit tigers not the hades tigers <laughs> uh lost uh in i don't remember game five of the world series like four or five years ago and i was doing dishes and i just took a plate and i smashed it against the counter and broke it <laughs> wow <laughs> Well, I'm a big uh, baseball fan, and it was really upsetting. The worst that can happen, Alex, is you come to the party zone with the Mexico City Wild Wings, and you party. That's the best so, part about baseball. I'm never going to break a plate over baseball because you just enter the party zone. What if the, what if out. the book says you have to? I would do it. If the book said I had to break a plate, <laughs> I would do it. I'm now a patron of baseball yeah, same at here. the 666 level, which I- means that I... Uh, in the Discord, I love it. The only benefit you get from being a patron is in the Discord. Now I'm a, I'm in the Blood House. <laughs> I have a channel called the Blood House that I get to be in. <laughs> okay. You and me, you and me, baby, ain't nothing but blaze balls. Yes. All right. Well, Allison. Yes. We 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 mentioned this game uh, just still just a little bit ago with uh, talking about Fall Guys and the cuteness factor. Yes. I believe you finished. I did. Paper Mario, the Origami King. Yes, I finished the Origami King yesterday. Um, 
I finished it like, okay, plug time. I finished it literally minutes before my episode of uh, Damage Boost podcast was uh, posted. So yeah. if you should go listen to that if you haven't. Um, but it's, uh, I talked about Paper Mario and my love for it. But that was uh, recorded before Origami King came out. And I have since just finished Origami King. And guys, I have emotions and feelings. Cool. I I ended up really loving this game a lot more than I think I thought I would. Like, there are definite problems. It's definitely not the perfect Paper Mario game. But I think when it comes to story and characters, it just completely nails it. So... It, I, I was cool. I was very much uh, pleased with how it how it happened and uh, the the end of the game. So that I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's uh, I the, the the game ends I think really well, and uh, the game also um, like both story and I feel like the the last couple of bosses are are fun to play. Some of the bosses also get really hard. <laughs> like the last boss, I was just like, why are you taking my ass all of a sudden? But um, but in a good way. I've played about two hours of this game and I'm already bored with the combat because at least early on, it's just the exact same thing basically over and over. Yeah, I and think that it, there's no point to it because like you get coins but at least so far they've been useless i thought i was supposed to have unlocked the shop and then i went to the shop and then it was closed and i was like well what is this then yeah i'm annoyed by that but um did you unlock the accessory shop or did you unlock the like item shop i went to both Mm. and both were still closed, oh, okay. so I don't know. Yeah, I think that like the, that is probably the biggest flaw, is that the um, battle-to-battle really... Like, the, the main battles are fine, but they're, they're pretty inconsequential. Um, I, like, the one thing... I'll say, there's only one moment I can think of where... I struggled with having enough coins um, because like one area near the end uh, for getting collectibles, there was just this like big coin sink, but really that's just if you wanted to get the collectibles. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was the only time I was, I ever felt like, wow, I don't have enough coins when it comes to actually playing the rest of the game. It's really like, it, it it you you don't need that many coins or you you come yeah. by them pretty easily. So I think that is probably the biggest flaw is that the uh, game uh, battle by battle is uh, you know you know it's 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 pretty inconsequential. Um, that if said, they were more varied, I would it would be fine. But they're just so yeah. static s- and slow to introduce new mechanics yeah i'd say that it it does introduce new mechanics especially when you get to certain to more um varied uh enemies and then also uh i feel like later in the game um there is kind of a way you you kind of have to weigh for example once you have a lot of different uh weapon types so one of the things that's 
pretty new is that you can buy um, weapons that are, are are stronger than your standard jump or your standard hammer, um, but they uh, have limited durability. So, um, so like for example, do you really want to use your strongest one now um, on these kind of relatively weaker enemies, or do you hold off uh, to save those for later? knowing that you might have another round. Like there is, there's more, you start getting more strategy. You start getting with the puzzles, um, with the ring puzzles, you start getting different things like, uh, like for example, with the boosts that are disappearing or, um, there are certain enemies that do things differently. But I, I, I do think that that is probably the weakest part is just those, uh, specific, like the battle, the very specific um, normal battles, which is kind of unfortunate because I think the boss battles can get, get really, really fun. Uh, and it, it really shows that just like when, when you get to a point where it's more scripted or more kind of uh, designed, uh, that it's actually genuinely good. But yeah, yeah. I, I think the writing has all been very excellent. And I've yeah. been laughing and enjoying all of that. So. Uh, yeah, at least, and, at least the mechanics seem better than Sticker Star. <laughs> at the very least. it's It sounds like it's, from everything that I've heard, it sounds like even if the mechanics aren't phenomenal, the writing is so good, the world design is so good, and the exploration is so good that it like holds up in those ways. Yeah, it's just a hassle having to go through the battles because they're so boring. But... Everything else has seemed really good. The art, the the writing, the personality, that stuff's all really good. Yeah, and I, I think can... I'll, I'd say that... Um, so I, I do think that the beginning is probably the worst part of the game. Uh, and, okay. and once you get further on, there's there's I feel like you have fewer battles that you I feel like you have to do. Um mm-hmm. Well, you get the ability to skip some as well. Yeah, so. yeah. You do. Uh, I am streaming that occasionally on Twitch. You can come watch that or me play Ghost of Tsushima uh, on my Twitch, which I don't know. Follow me on Twitter and I'll plug it at the end. But yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that it's definitely worth playing. Um, like I said, the one thing that is... Uh, I, I was surprised was just how emotional the story got. Um, there was one moment earlier in the game that was very emotional to me. And I was like, oh, is this, you know, like an anomaly? But I, th- I think that the rest of it was pretty well written. So it's it's uh, I, I think that it's definitely not a perfect game. But I think that with all its flaws, it's still really great and worth playing. Where do All you right. think where do you think it ranks on your Paper Mario list? If oh you were, boy. I, I know that's a loaded question to kind of throw on you out of nowhere, but Allison's ready for this. She's prepared her whole life. Am I? <laughs> well, the thing is, is that I haven't played Color Splash, and I've I bounced out of uh, Sticker Star very very early. Okay, well, so those two th- are at the bottom. It's at least above those. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely above those. I mean, yeah. 
It's definitely above those, but what, what else we got? We got Thousand Year Door. We got Super mm-hmm. Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. Is that it? And and uh, just Nintendo sixty four, just oh, OG yeah, yeah, okay. Paper Mario. Yeah. Ooh. So, <laughs> better or worse than Paper Mario? See, the thing is, is I would still say it's <laughs> better or worse than Paper Mario. I heard worse. I say it's worse. Final, I, I, I okay. love like OG Paper Mario is so good. Worse than Thousand Year Door definitely because if it was better than Thousand Year Door, then okay. I, I'd have a new favorite game going. Um, mm. Super Paper better Mario is a hard one because I think that I think actually it's like weirdly closest to Super Paper Mario in that that story got intense too um and it's it's combat is different um although that wasn't at all turn-based okay better so okay so we're looking at a looking at a top three paper mario game here yeah Yeah, i would say so i i'm i'm vaguely considering replaying all of them and then actually finally trying to finish sticker star for some reason and playing through color splash. So we'll see if I do that. I had this grand plan to, uh, to play this paper Mario and not say anything about it ever. And then hopefully really like it. And then if it came up at uh game of the year, I could like rip off a shirt and instead of <laughs> showing my nipples, Show your nipples. Have, instead of showing my nipples, I could have a Mario shirt on underneath. But to be honest, it's that would, I don't know if I can keep that, ruse up for that long so i will just say that i would like to play it and we'll see if i get to it um i'm not i i've spent a lot of money in the past month so (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm probably gonna spend a lot more money in the next month because there's two large video games coming out that i'm gonna end up spending money on so i feel it and then then they'll monetize blaze ball and then you'll sacrifice all of your i mean i already am in for six bucks a month now Yeah. Uh, six bucks and sixty six cents a month, yes. rather. Yes, yes. Also, I, I, mean, I would be in in on that if I was employed. I hadn't seen the Seattle Garages logo, which is sick as fuck. So I'm not. Cha- I'm 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 back on I'm back on my Garages fandom. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't get my. Uh, uh, we can touch briefly on Necrobarista, but there's going to be a spoiler cast. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how much I'm going to have to uh, talk about it, but I played about half of it yesterday, and I'm going to play the other half today um, in uh, advance of our spoiler cast. And it's good so far. It's uh, the the writing seems really good, and I I, I already really like the characters and the world you're, that. So you're in built. the first half. You said? I just finished the first half. I think. Okay. The that game's again we'll talk about all this tomorrow in more detail but that game's first act is like so good in a like i was like oh hell yeah these characters are great this writing is great i'm into this and then the second act is like it's like if you watched an anime for three or four seasons to get attached to characters and oh then, no i'm attached to the characters yeah and then the second <laughs> oh, half no. is like um uh, this isn't a spoiler or anything but the second half is like maintains that charm and humor but also covers some heavier more serious topics in a way that is <laughs> yeah, really so, effective yeah really, it's kind really of really effective it's kind of like the first half is introducing you to the characters and getting you used to them and then like there's a little bit of an over- overarching story that's happening but the second half is where the actual story happens 
Yeah. So yeah. It, you you take these characters. I love all of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll we'll definitely talk about that. So um, like Pat was and Allison were alluding to, we will have a spoiler cast going up tomorrow, and I think alongside that there will also be a review going up. So yeah, I I can say okay. having finished it since we last casted, um, it's probably in my ride in my number one spot right now for for game of the year this year so far, which is one of the most hilarious things ever because literally last year I had joking, not serious. I would never be this much of a dick for real, but joking conversations with Sam about like fucking visual novel is not winning game of the year. <laughs> and now <laughs> and we put, is that we put well, Disco well, Elysium well. right at the top. <laughs> and now I'm ride or die, which Disco Elysium See, was I'm almost a visual novel. Slowly going to, Slowly going to convert all of you. <laughs> now I'm ride or die for Micro Barista. <laughs> well, I, I just have to come in and be the naysayer and say, it's, it's writing's good. It didn't like move me as much as it moved the rest of you. Uh, I, th- I think yeah, it, with that in mind, it's be, we'll get into it tomorrow, but there's some topics that it covers that hit super close for me. So I think yeah. that's probably Interestingly, a big part of why. And, and the, this is my piece and then we can say the rest of the but interestingly it didn't for me the the topics like i haven't dealt with the themes it's covering in detail in my life in a way that was i mean i guess i kind of am now but um yeah i, I think it just maybe st- strikes different people differently um yeah so so i wouldn't i'd when i hear you say that i'm not like wow i guess you have no soul then or oh, anything. Yeah, totally. like it's not like i'm like what is wrong with you I can sort of see how oh, we, we could, would, that's a whole other podcast. That we have to unpack. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a soul, but it's only because I gave it all to the baseball commissioner. Uh, oh God. So <laughs> there's a discord well, channel. That's just the baseball commissioner's tweets. Okay. Our, well, we have a baseball commissioner spoiler cast as well. <laughs> we could get the baseball commissioner on this podcast. We can just stop. Oh my after. god, that's my we dream. We can just stop after it's done. <laughs> we don't need to do any more. That would be that. that would be our moment. That we would be the biggest podcast in the universe. And um, baseball commissioner, please come on our podcast. I love I love baseball. I don't know if it would make us the biggest podcast on the universe. I think there's only like. There's only like 3,000 people playing baseball still. So. Listen, I don't understand because like, I feel like everybody I've seen is like chatting about baseball. That's so. because you, you've surrounded yourself with good people and you have a good Twitter timeline. <laughs> I, I shouldn't yeah, I say spoke. that. The baseball commissioner has 2,400 followers. So maybe more like 10,000 people are playing, but I assume that a pretty sizable chunk of the community would be interacting with the Twitter. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, Everybody, if you're listening to this, get in on Blazeball because it is it is giving it's one of the things giving me joy in these troubled times. And, I would say and, do it fast because the half life on it isn't maybe super long. But that's it's what I've wondered. Only, it's also only in beta <laughs> and they have a Patreon, which implies that they're planning on supporting it for a number of months because and it it seems like it is going to be an evolving story. It's yeah. uh, like one of the things in the book is like when I, one team wins the playoffs three times, they will ascend Which at and baseball <laughs> will ascend. Like, at what first, does that mean? I was like, Oh, that probably means it'll be done after three seasons. After the one champion, one team wins three times. And because you can influence stuff, it was like, ah, it probably won't take more than a month or two to get there. But 
maybe it's just the next chapter starts. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe that's how they know they're going to end the beta is when one team wins the championship three times and or something. Blaseball ascends. Blaseball yeah. ascends into 1.0 and then the real story starts. Also well, play ne- also play Necrobrista. But we'll get yeah. into that tomorrow. <laughs> you can hear you can look forward to hearing about the ascension of Blaseball in our news segment in the future. But now we've got some current news, current events. Like this, the hottest news about all the hottest gaming celebrities. Tyler Ninja Blevins does Hollywood. I read that entire article and like. I had to peace out when they called Ninja and his wife the first couple of gaming. Yep, that's I couldn't fucking handle that. And it's not that I I mean, I think that's a public perception thing. Like, I think mainstream people probably think of it that way it's not like the article was doing bad reporting it's just it was man, just it felt very like congratulatory yeah like yeah and that's I, like i kind of we had some differing opinions last year when some of his shittier what i what i thought of was kind of shitty comments came out that i think it's reasonable to have a discussion about that stuff and and like talk about the different angles and with regards to like some of his comments about like his wife's insecurities and stuff and how he doesn't want to trigger them. Um, I think that's a pretty deep conversation that maybe is not something you need to work out in news headlines. Uh, but, but, but beyond well, he was that, like talking about it on a stream. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know about that, man. About um, but, but, but beyond that, uh, he's just consistently put his foot in his mouth and just shown up as kind of a dick. Um, and like a very inconsiderate person, I think. Which is like, whatever, I like a lot of people who publicly are kind of dicks, so whatever. But this, like, seeing that quote at the top of this article that was like, oh, 1917 is the best film I've ever seen. It's got to be the best film of all time. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, well, specifically, he was paid. That's what I mean. (laughs) That's what I mean. That's why. Like, that movie is good. Don't get me wrong. It's not like it's it's a it's it's a it's worth watching if you like war movies but like don't fucking tell your legion of 10 year old fans that this movie that you've been paid to promote is the best movie of all time there is so little integrity in that like you have so much you have nothing (laughs) he's got millions of dollars his his trajectory has been so bizarre because he started as a, a halo playing multiplayer professional like that's how he mm-hmm. kind of got his name out there at first, and then he started yeah. that stream, um, and he was playing a lot of Halo, and eventually got into the Fortnite thing. And he was pretty, I don't know, he was pretty normal stream streamer fair, decent player, decent to good player, uh, comedic, like just throwing jokes, throwing shade with his friends, etc. And then out of nowhere, he kind of got extremely popular, and then, like you said, kind of got very kid focused. Like he, well, he, it was almost like watching it. Like I watched a few streams just to know. And it was almost like watching a children's show where it's like, Oh yeah. At the start of every stream, we're going to do this dance. Everybody get up and do the dance. And it's like, that's yeah, kind of what kindergartens and do. What's so weird. He, blew oh up, yeah. He blew up because Drake came on his stream. Yeah. Remember? He was, like that, he was popular before that. He got no, Drake on because but, he was popular. Right, right, right. But that, he became, that, that's what put him he, into the stratosphere. He, he, like, it, it, that's what put yeah. him in the stratosphere in the mainstream. Yeah, like yeah, not, yeah. Not just with people who watch Twitch every day. But I think that's but, that that mainstream appeal is 
the thing that launched him from being like, he would be a successful streamer regardless of that. But yeah, that is the thing that took him from being a successful Twitch streamer to being like the probably perceived face of gaming. Right. And fucking it, sucks. Thanks. But, thanks for another shitty thing, Drake. I, I, <laughs> like, I, but I think a thing that you can say about streaming, like celebrity streamers now versus like celebrities of the past, be the movie stars or whatever musicians doesn't matter. Um, pick your poison is that a lot of these streamers like Ninja uh, and I'll bring up some other ones later, but like um, they're just normal people who happen to get really popular. They are not people who are necessarily groomed to be popular. They don't have PR agents or managers for the most part. So they're kind of taking care of it themselves, which is why, yeah, there's a lot of times they put their foot in their mouth and it's like, well, it sounds like though that, like from reading this article, it sounds like they've qu- quickly gone from being kind of that just him putting it on to having like full on managers. And of course, at some point, but like then yeah. you kind of look his at his wife like, is his manager. Yeah. And, and they're talking, they're talking yeah. about all of the um, like other people that work with him for yeah. well, at like this point, managing like, and PR and everything. Right. I think Ninja is a special case, but like if you start thinking to like, Dr. Disrespect and what yeah. that whole saga has been like, again, that's just I try a, not to, <laughs> but like, but like the reason, one of the reasons no, apart, apart from him being a terrible piece of shit, um, that that went South is like, yeah, there's no, there's no, um, mouthpiece. Like there's no PR that's like, there's no one ch- double checking the tweets that are going through before he says stuff. Like, yes. like that's, 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 uh, there, a, there is PR from, there for him. And like, they were at the, I believe they were part of the interviews he did with like PC gamer and whoever and the I, other. I think you make a good, but important point, but I would also say something like, I'd also say like it, it's just a shitty opinion to think that a football kicker's job is easy. Like that's just an ignorant, you just yeah. don't, you don't, you're not displaying critical thinking and empathy to say, how is your job so hard, football kicker? How do you miss that? Like, if I was a football kicker, I would simply not miss the kick. Yeah, like that's just a shitty thing to say about somebody. And of course, it's not like he could be he could be far shittier. Like PewDiePie is like a bigot and a piece of shit. And I don't necessarily think that that Ninja is is bigoted in that same way. So I, I don't think that he's like I don't wish like harm on Ninja or anything, but the ways in which he puts his foot in his mouth is just like, man, I think about the shit that I tweet more than you do. Like, and, and that's, that's, that's the the reason why I think I find all of them. So like, if you look at like, I think back a lot to the, to, to Ryan Davis, um, when he, he once used a homophobic slur on a stream on a giant bomb stream. It was the, um, insanely twisted. Yeah. And, and and immediately the entire stream went quiet and you could tell that everyone was like, what the fuck was that? And they, then, end, they ended the stream. Yeah. And he stepped away. He, he did multiple blog posts about it to say that it was wrong and it was awful of him. And he had to change his vernacular. And the fact that he said that as the thing to say when he got upset was awful and shouldn't have happened in the first place. And that yeah. that's not the, the, so the, the kind of reflection there at that when like is, with someone who didn't have a PR, he just had his friends around him saying like, Hey, that was fucked up. Why did you do that? That's awful. Um, and so I think for then 
to look at these these people if they need that kind of PR. That's like, ah, there might be a problem deeper there than just like you not having someone to kind of bounce your tweets off of first. Um, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, and, it's, and things it's tough. Things like ninjas, ninjas slur slip moment was when he was like rapping along to a song that was actually by a white rapper. So it was like, mm, your excuses even in the for song. that. No. And, and, and so I don't know. It's just these, these people, it's, I don't like that, that that's the perception that he's the face of gaming and the idea of like, I'm going to, I hate the term sellout generally because I think you should make money doing the things that you're good at. If you want to monetize your passions, I think you should get paid. Like I don't, I don't like this notion of like you should suffer in, um, in, in obscurity for your art. Isn't really, you got to eat. Um, and you should do, you should pay taxes and do good things with your money when you have it. But also I'm not going to be mad at someone for being successful with that said, I don't think you, if, if you're like spewing ads to children without saying their ads first, about telling them to get their parents to see movies and buy them shit. Like, fuck off. You're already fucking wealthy. Like, <laughs> you don't need to do that. And so I think that sucks. Yeah, there are certainly a whole ton of people I would want to be the mouthpiece of gaming before Ninja. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, he's certainly but, not the worst, but certainly not the best, I'd I say. Mean, I would also say mainstream media has not been the best at picking them. Cause I mean, no, remember, right, remember totally. Paul, Palmer lucky was on the cover of what was it time? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and over and know. over and over again, I mean, unfortunately he does kind of, I think he's probably less bigoted than maybe the, 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 the vocal face of, of the gaming major or not majority, but the, the, the vocal, you know, when you think of like the typical gamer, he's, pretty similar to what you think of when you think of that, unfortunately, um, which is why on top of that, you wish that maybe there was a better representation because gaming is a hell of a lot more diverse than the way, than, than what the people pick when, what media picks as the face. There's only one person who really should be the face. It's the commissioner. Me. (laughs) Oh yeah. The commissioner, the baseball commissioner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I assume Deserve. the baseball commissioner's face is just a a baseball. <laughs> like, oh, I was like, going to say like a blank void. I was thinking like yeah, Daft Punk helmet, be. but like with a baseball that like just flashes or something. That's sort of. I was kind of thinking more like a Yoko Taro situation, but <laughs> with like a baseball for the helmet, How yeah. the, like the 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 mask. But void too is good. That's that would make sense. Where so the. The Wild Wings Discord is now discussing who manages uh, the Wild Wings, uh-huh. and someone was suggesting Evil Guy Fieri. Oh my god! And new chant <laughs> is "Welcome to Flavor Town." Oh god, <laughs> I love it. Guy Fieri. I mm, I don't know about this one. Anyway, oh my god, um, so good. Yep. Well, our next news story. Since we're talking about Ninja, 
Oh, but that that whole story was Ninja wants to do like branch out into more like Hollywood acting, oh, voice right. acting. We didn't that even kind of talk stuff. about That's the why we, story. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah. yeah. I was so he, incensed he by to, the implications in the story. Yeah, he wants to get into acting and voice acting and just branch out and like. So yeah, he wants to milk his fame for all it's worth. He did that masked masked singer thing and went home on the first night and nobody knew who they were or knew who he was. Uh, he's got a cameo in that uh, Ryan Gosling. No, not Ryan Gosling. The other one. Reynolds. Uh, the other hands. Ryan Reynolds. That Ryan. Uh, he's got a cameo in his video game movie. Oh, a um, uh, uh, new guy. Is that what it's called? Sure. Yeah. Or not new the, guy. The one that's like the Grand Theft the Auto. M- the NPC guy. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. MP- is it called NPC maybe? I don't know. No. I, something it guy. would need to change the title if it was called NPC. For, oh, yeah, free, uh, free, free guy, free guy. Okay, there yeah, sure. Go. Is that a reference to? Go- I don't. I don't know. Either that way, it's terrible. Uh, if if Ninja becomes a Hollywood star, I'm gonna be kind of disappointed. He, he will. I'll do exactly what I, I do now, it. which is stop watching movies, <laughs> new movies. He's he's gonna be your next Iron Man. He's gonna be your next oh. host of Blues Clues. If he, if you uh, see, uh, that's mm, mm. there's like that's the problem with 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 this shit is like when you watch Sesame Street when you put Sesame Street on for your kids you can trust that what they're going to show is appropriate for your children and educational and like emotionally educational and and teaches empathy and stuff like children's tele- good children's television is so important and so good so it sucks that so many kids are watching people like Ninja who is saying shit that I wouldn't want my kids to hear. And it's like, yeah. because there's the, the silly dance at the top or whatever, and parents are stressed out enough as it uh, is to not sit and watch a whole stream. I they genuinely, think it's kids stuff. I genuinely wonder in, in like 10 years or whatever, if we're going to see the like longer term effects from kids being raised off of, um, kids youtube and like all the weird shit that's on there to an yep, extent but, i think that we kind of already are too but i think uh, you're right that it's just going to get more pronounced as time like, right goes. i mean uh, like uh, very more like like our kids going to be like man do you remember that video where like spider-man killed elsa and you're like what? that's going to be yeah. their weird nostalgia Disney dentistry videos yeah, yeah but, that's, it's, but but pat like i i do agree with what you're saying however don't overlook the fact that Sesame Street in particular has had some pretty bad shit in the background. Just look up Kevin Clash. Uh, he was the voice of Elmo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I stuff. guess it's 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 but, like, for sure, but it's not as it's still curated. Like you're not sure, going like to the show itself, yes. Yeah. Like what is no, showing And like kids children. aren't necessarily going to know all the behind the scenes stuff. Right. Yeah, and and like when you watch I feel like what happens is and I'm not I have plenty of I'm not a parent, so I feel like I can't really be super critical of parenting decisions in this case, because I just don't know what it's like, especially right now. But, you know, I can see how a parent would watch the beginning of a ninja stream, see that there's like fucking Nerf guns you can buy with ninja's face on them, see the beginning of a ninja stream where he tells a bunch of kids to do the dance. And then she doesn't they don't pay attention to like the middle part where ninja is like saying stuff that isn't really appropriate for kids and that really isn't directed at kids because he's not getting back to your point about like media (laughs) training. He's not talking to children when he speaks, even though he's talking to children. 
And, and, and um, you know, while he's murdering people and then like uh, teabagging them. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just, kids. it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's fucked up and, and, and it sucks. And that's why I think like there's a, there's just different kinds of, I think there's elements of the streaming community that are clearly very toxic and awful. Um, but also to some extent, when you look at, like, if you look at somebody like courage, I don't, I think he's kind of a dick. He says stuff that I think is like shitty to say to people, but it is not, his stream is not geared towards getting children to watch. So it's like, I think he probably says stuff that's shittier to people that he's streaming with. Like he uses um, what I would call a gendered slur pretty frequently that is still mainstream accepted to be used a lot um, and, and stuff. But his stream is not, is also not stylized to attract children. So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't really like you. I'm not going to watch your stream, but I have a bigger problem with somebody like Ninja who is maybe their content is a little bit closer to appropriate, but their stream is geared towards drawing in children and then selling them on going to watch 1917. Like, I just don't, it, it's so fucking weird to me and, and yeah. gross. Just, just watch Shroud instead. He's actually pretty okay. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Shroud's, Shroud's a lot better for sure. Bakba soup, baby. <laughs> Resident Evil speedruns only. <laughs> anyway, watch our, me on Twitch. You know, just yeah, yeah or watch, out, watch, Andre, watch the gaming fix Twitch. I'm gonna yep. play more Psychonauts tomorrow after we record some watch, stuff. Watch um, <laughs> Allison's stream, which you know I always confuse. What is your actual stream name versus the one that I call it? Yep. What is the one? What is the actual one? Happy beeps here. I think you call it go. Happy Beast Sphere. Thank Happy you. Happy Beast Sphere. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Well, since we talk about Ninja, let's talk about the thing that propelled him into the stratosphere. Halo Infinite. Uh, the multiplayer apparently is going to be free to play. So anyone with a with an Xbox one or higher can play the Halo Infinite multiplayer. If you're on a yeah. Series X, you can play it at 120 frames per second. Wow. Can you, did Most they people cannot utilize that. Is it on PC also? I don't I know. assume it would be. I would assume all their first-party stuff is coming to PC. They, uh, they they also obliterated um, Xbox Live Gold and stuff like that, right? Like you don't need that anymore. Uh, no, not, that so there are not year-long subscriptions for purchase. You can still buy like no. three month, but so, those might disappear. I assume in August we'll hear yeah. about that service side okay. of things because I imagine they'll just be like. And free to play games, I assume on Xbox, you can play without a subscription. I don't think that's on. Okay, on PlayStation, you true. can. Yeah, I don't think that's um, true of Xbox because I saw some I'm people sure. tweeting saying like, if this is going to work, they're going to have to drop the the Xbox Live Gold requirement at least for free to play games. So I think mm, I haven't not had Xbox Live Gold since the last yeah. time I bought an Xbox, but um, I don't think you can play free to play games online uh, without a gold subscription. I think there are exceptions to that. Like I think you can play like maybe fantasy star, like MMO type games, but games where you match to pl- other players, mm-hmm. I think you have to pay for the sub. Yeah. Weird. That makes sense. I mean, well, it, it's not great, but it makes sense. But if you think about it, it kind of makes sense technically because theoretically what you're paying for mm-hmm. is that matchmaking infrastructure. Yeah. So if you're just hitting an MMO server that, Microsoft basically doesn't have anything to do with it's a little mm-hmm. different like you can see infrastructurally why they would structure it like that they should just get rid of the requirement to pay though 
Um, yeah. And, and really what they should do is make it like, it already is part of game pass ultimate, but I, if it were me, I would say you can play free to play games with whoever, but just get game pass ultimate, just get game pass and then you'll be able to play all the multiplayer games you want somehow. I don't know how they would message that, but I, I think they should just drop the requirement for multiplayer from like that subscription so you can just, if you have an Xbox, you can play those games online. Uh, if you want to play Modern Warfare, if you want to play Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War online, you don't need an Xbox Gold subscription. You just need an Xbox yeah. in the game. And if you want to play other games, you can get like the Game Pass if you want. But I think there are so many people who, I don't know, there are so many people who only want to play FIFA. They don't, they're not going to play FIFA on an Xbox. You play FIFA on PlayStation, but... You well, know, they only want to play their like one or two games a year, but, and I think it'd Madden be smart to just and their Call of Duty. But, but that's exactly so. The reason, though, that's kind of why they they I don't want to say have to because Microsoft is a huge corporation, but that's part of why they have charged historically because if they charge because they had good inf- infrastructure. Well, right, and the the reason that they that they could justify providing good infrastructure is because they were charging. You know, so like I do but, see, yeah, they've built reality, that infrastructure now though, so. They can just direct it. Go, hey, you get the Xbox Game Pass. You get all these games. We're focused on giving you games now. We don't need to charge for the. It, that covers the infrastructure anyway. I guess I just don't know stuff they're getting. So. so let's get out of the way. Microsoft is an enormous corporation. They could give everyone in the whole planet a free Xbox probably and be fine. Yeah. Like I don't want to say that I'm like crying for this huge corporation. They should. It would be best if corporations were consumer friendly all the time. With and, that in mind. I don't know what their what their numbers money wise look like right now with Game Pass, and if it is a super profitable it's, service yet. Uh, um, well, it's in growing incredibly fast. I think well, they've got over they've got over ten million subscribers. Yeah, but we don't know what the cost to that. We no. still don't know so much about the back end of that. So I guess what I would say is I think it would be unfortunate if by totally dropping Xbox Live they had a harder time justifying to corporate continuing to offer the same quality of infrastructure and quality of service. I don't, um, is, I don't think well, that'll be the case. Well, I, I, I don't think not. they drop the price. Like it's going to be the same price to just say, okay. And you get like at this point, I, cause they're already trying to push the ultimate. And I think if they just take out the Xbox gold subscription, say, if you want to play games, you can play games. You don't get games with gold. You don't get any of the extra stuff that they've added in. You just you can play online. You don't get cloud yeah. saves. Yeah. But like I think a difference ten plus years ago versus today. Um and also a reason why Sony, like if they went the same path, they would have to charge more is purely because of Azure. Like if we're gonna dive into the technical part of it, Microsoft yeah. owns Azure and uh, that has servers and uh, access yeah. points all over the world. Like even more, like people, we can talk the technicals, but like Azure is actually bigger than Amazon Web Services in terms of how much coverage they have around the world, and more reliable and, too, and, and more reliable. And like if you are part of Microsoft, like it's basically free to hook into. So like yes, like mm-hmm. they are, they still have overhead, they still have all of their operating costs and all that kind of stuff. But like PlayStation is renting servers. Like they're not really renting like hosting their own servers yeah. and the ones they do are very like stuck in like 
here's one in Tokyo, here's one in New York, right? Like they don't have. Well, them they're actually the moving on to the Azure platform. That yeah, was like yeah, a yeah. big story they, last yeah, year. Or that was last year so. too. So, like, um, I think in they terms have to pay of, for that though. Of course, and that's the thing. Like Microsoft doesn't, so that's why. Yeah. To Pat's very specific point of, um, if that change will have much, uh, much change in terms of like how they're going to report to their management of like, oh, is it still worth to do it? I think it's going to be fine purely because of the Azure factor. Yeah, um, and that could be. Um, I I I I um, I just always like to think of it from a. I try to think of things like that from a perspective of, at first, the idea of better value always seems better. It's more, I almost more bring it up because I think Microsoft is a pretty greedy, shitty corporation. So it's less of a, like, I think we should give them money for this service in more of a, like they suck. And I wouldn't be surprised if that could cause the, the house of cards to fall if they get too consumer friendly. Um, But you're probably, I mean, what you're saying could totally be true too, Alex, and it won't matter. Um, And hopefully that's the case. I would personally say at today at August 1st, 2020, that I would actually say Sony sometimes comes across as a little worse in that sense than Microsoft does. Oh, I would agree. Um, yeah. Like Microsoft does seem like they're actually making active changes which are benefiting the human beings on the other end, whereas Sony yep. seems like they're milking it in a lot of ways. Like yep, and I think I, I mean both Microsoft and Sony as an overall corporation, not just as the gaming division. Yeah, yeah. So it, it it's tough, but also you're not wrong. <laughs> but regardless, Halo Infinite multiplayer being free to play is probably going to be fine. I don't know. I'm still probably not going to yeah. play it. Uh, it is it. interesting that it's going to do 120 frames per second. I don't know if they yeah. said a 4K. I feel like that'd be like a. I don't, don't think anything does 124 that, or 120 at 4K. That would be supposedly. Really hard. I mean, that game looks a little weird, and supposedly these new GPUs are really something special, but I imagine it's probably like 1080 or, you know, probably. upscaled to 4K at 120, but most people aren't going to have a TV that does 120, so, uh, you know. I don't know. But it is impressive I, that their big flagship game will hit the 120 in multiplayer. I wonder if it'll do that in campaign as well. Oh, I would hope so. I would I would say a lot of people I bet a lot of people will play that game at I bet a lot of people will be either playing that game at 4K or at 120. Um, I, I yeah I've, I think more people will play it at 4K than 120 because I don't not that not that many TVs not that many 4K TVs going to hit 120. Some people will play on monitors like the people who are very serious will play it at that. But like your average player buying a Xbox probably just has like a 4K TV. Do 4K 60, it'll be fine. It'll yeah, play just, well. That's 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 more than enough for most people. It's better than that's more than enough for me. I have gen. a 1080p 60 hertz monitor that I play on. So yeah, I, I just <laughs> I'm happy I, with that. My preferred would be 420k at 69 fps. There you go, nailed it. I would Got prefer on. to play it at 69k at 420 fps. Which nice. <laughs> come back in a thousand years. We'll, we'll be there. 69 wow. televisions, 69 1080p televisions arranged in a grid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, that's it. Right. That's it's, the whole it's, thing. It's all, it's all vapor chambers. And they're all, well, they're all, they're all, it's vapor screens, actually. <laughs> it's turtles all the way down. <laughs> yeah. While we're here, now talking about Microsoft, 
Cuphead, that, you know, that game that came out on the Xbox and the developer said would never come out on the PS4. Yeah, because it's a Microsoft funded game, right? Yeah. Of course, yeah, it's never yeah, it's it, never going to go anywhere else ever. It would never go on any other platform. Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Oh, uh, breaking news! Did it? Did it? Did it? Oh, it came out on Cuphead Nintendo Switch. Is out Fuck. on PS4. No, it's out on PS4. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Uh, Cuphead out on PS4. That game's good. I ne- I still never beat it, but uh, I never beat it. But I'm just still proud that I beat a bunch of the bosses. Like yeah, same. Honestly, but I'm I like, think I got really halfway cool. through. That shows that I am real gamer and bounced off. <laughs> real yes. gamer hours. Yeah. Um, I think that's cool. I think it's, it's one really more in the Microsoft coffin. No oh, more Cuphead exclusivity. Oh, no. Now it's, no, it's just going to go to Netflix. Um, but like. Oh, God. Playing Cuphead through the Netflix interface. <laughs> like, isn't it? Fantasy but playing it like with a remote. Like, can you just imagine yeah, 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 yeah. with a normal remote and being like. Playing it on your Roku. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I think it's good. I think it's a good move. Like I, I have no complaints about Cuphead going to PS4. Getting that game into oh, more yeah. people's hands is awesome. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. More people being able to play it is is good. And it's just it's a good game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of funny. Interesting. You can't. I wonder if Microsoft was like, yeah, go ahead and put it out or what? Well, they, just cause... they did the Switch thing. So like, even though that yeah. was a joke earlier, like they Microsoft has been more willing to let like stuff they've funded go to other places yeah it is just funny that they went out and said it's never coming to ps4 and now are, oh hey it is on ps4 are the jazz hands gonna sweep the tigers in round one <laughs> i'm so happy <laughs> the tigers are statistically the best team in the league yeah and then the i just team. looked what the fuck oh my moist talkers are ahead the Moist Talkers are fighting for survival right now. They are, because they could get sweeped. Yeah. Well. That, oh, my God. Flowers, firefighters look at the Shoe good. Thieves, though. They're also at danger of sweep being sweeped, and they're ahead 7-0. Yep. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. <laughs> Pitching well. rotations, man. But, geez, that Jazz Hands. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Cuphead, mm-hmm. cool. What, what else we got, Andre? Uh, next on our Microsoft... Uh, run is Microsoft Flight Simulator coming to Steam with VR and track IR Hell support. Yeah, yeah so that's cool. You can sit that's in rad. the cockpit. Oh man, VR for that. Oh <laughs> fuck. Let's be clear though. If you you would basically have to purchase your computer components from NASA to play that game in VR at this yeah, point. Like, honestly, yeah. it's going to be different in a year or two when they add VR support. Like for sure, yeah. it'll, it'll it'll it's just it's sort of like a Star Citizen thing, except actually a real video game that's out. Um, but, uh, but, but the Microsoft is the heaviest PC game, I think to come out ever in terms of spec requirements. Like, oh, I wouldn't doubt it. It looks, it looks amazing. Everything. There's a lot of articles coming out this week. Um, they lifted the embargo for a lot of people on, um, beta impressions. And basically everyone says it's like, a, it is the generational leap in terms of video game visuals. Like. Yeah. It is the thing beyond any other games that. Well, it's just all photo scans, basically, isn't it? Um, no, um, not exactly. It's a lot yeah, more complicated really. than that, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it does approach photorealism. I've heard some reports that when you fly close to the ground, it starts to break a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. When you is, get one step closer to the edge, it's about to break. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> but um, what's one of the things that's really exciting about it? Uh, is that they are have talked about like wanting to improve that stuff over time, so it'll only get better. 
And yeah. Microsoft seems all in on Asobo and their work. So it, yeah. I'm not worried. I'm not yeah, me neither. the least bit concerned. I mean, Asobo, like, heard. say what you will about playing Fuel, like, 10 years ago, that thing was fucking crazy. So oh, yeah. Like, they, they obviously know how to do scale. Um, yeah. We'll and, talk a lot about Flight Sim in a couple of weeks, I'm sure. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it seems... It seems like it either has the potential to be really cool and like, especially in VR, like thinking about how awesome Google Maps VR was, like as weird as that sounds, yeah. like just being no, able to no, you're right. wander around areas that you know, <laughs> like, yeah. and, and like be like, oh yeah, I live there, even though it looks like a deformed mess. Yeah, that's cool. But like, and in this that, case, it sounds like it's not a deformed mess when yeah, you go exactly. to the place that you live. It, it's, totally. it's not maybe photo real, but it, it's, it's, it's a little closer to having some fidelity to it. Um, yeah, and that's like when you fly cool. past when in the trailers when you look at buildings in cities like New York, the it, they do the Spider Man thing, except you're flying a plane where the the rooms like the office rooms have depth to them. There's like you can look in the windows and you can see like an office table and stuff. Yeah, that's nuts. Like, it's super wild nuts. when you think about um, the scale of like it's the entire the world. <laughs> yeah, like it's nuts. Um, yeah. Uh, so it, my understanding is it has track IR support now. They were kind of coy about it in an interview that I was reading, but or in listening to. But um, the implication was the person was like, "Oh, I'm excited for track IR support," and they were like, "You should launch the beta today." Um, <laughs> That's cool. And then VR support is coming further down the road. The only thing about this Steam stuff that is frustrating to me, and this is the thing about the game that is frustrating to me, is <laughs> it's more confusing purchasing model stuff where like you get the base game on Game Pass, can play it through the Xbox app. There's then two versions higher than that, that if you're an enthusiast, you really want the most expensive version, which I find frustrating that I can't get it at a discount, at least um, with as a Game Pass subscriber. I think that sucks and is a yeah. shitty move on Microsoft's part. Um, also, it's still way better value than previous X or previous flight sims. If you were to buy the most modern sim currently, it's X-Plane. It's a $60 game, and then you will end up spending potentially thousands of dollars on scenery and add-ons. Whereas you don't have to do that with, with Flight Simulator. Um, but then on top of that, if you buy it on the Microsoft Store, it's a Play Anywhere title, so you can play it in theory on an Xbox when it comes to that. Whereas if you buy it on Steam, even though it logs you into your Xbox account, you don't get to Play Anywhere. So it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do personally, because it's, I want the most expensive version. It might be cool to be able to play it on Xbox someday. And show it to people but, on a TV? I yeah. don't know. But you wouldn't be able to do the VR through the Steam through the Windows store version. Who knows? Right? I mean they'll yeah, it's tough to I don't know. I don't know if they Windows has that. I mean, they have mixed reality headsets. True. Microsoft yeah. makes them. and there's yeah, I believe I that I would assume that when they were testing HoloLens, a lot of those experiences were being fed through the Windows Store, so, not Steam. So, so I don't funny know. story, um, an aside about my workplace. Um, this is related to what you're talking about. Uh, I found this out, and I don't know if I'm NDA'd about it, but let's just accidentally break an NDA, and if if, <laughs> if I get in trouble, we'll just say it was the base, the baseball commissioner's fault. Um, so the office that I work in used to be a Microsoft office, and like they used Did to you have. Find. Let me guess where the story is going. 
Did you find a HoloLens in the ceiling panels? I was, yes. I mean, I, yes. I won't confirm or deny that, but um, so, it, it, yeah, it was a Microsoft office. Like, they built the entire floor that we're on, basically. And, um, yeah, at some point, they just kind of moved out. They moved to Vancouver, because I'm in Victoria, and uh, they, uh, we just took over the office from them. We just kind of took a lot of their stuff, like their desks and all that, blah, blah, blah. And it was it was a good move. And I found that there's one spot where they left some whiteboards with some stuff on it. And it's obviously not our notes because it very explicitly talks about HoloLens. <laughs> so I looked it up and this was the office where HoloLens was being developed. So uh, I have some pictures that I'm not going to share because I think <laughs> that is probably the NDA part that would get me in trouble. Uh, but it's kind of cool. Also, I made one of my my coworkers kind of annoyed with me yesterday because they asked me to describe them in two words for some survey or something. And I provided the term meat skeleton and they weren't very fond of that. Meat skeleton. Oh, oh no. The moist talkers <laughs> are now down by three at the top. Oh, of the no, why did no, no, oh, <laughs> they <man>. were ahead. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh no. Wow. Jeez, that flowers firefighter series, dead heat going into the ninth. Wow. Anyways, wow. Anyways, I have won all my bets so far. <laughs> I believe in the heart of the in heart of the baseball. Uh, all right, our next news story. We're jumping from Microsoft to Nintendo because Luigi's models and voice samples were found in Mario sixty four. In like a Nintendo leak, so yeah, it's like part of the Giga leak. Yeah, we, yeah, we won't dive into that leak of stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, and people lost their minds. There's there's some pretty interesting stuff happening about that, but let's oh, not yeah. get into that right now. <laughs> it's it's fascinating. I, you should go read uh, Patrick Klepek's piece for it at um, Waypoint at Vice Gaming. Um, it gets into some of that stuff, and then you should also look up the clean audio sample of uh, Wolf saying, uh, "I can't let you do that, Fox, uh, Star Fox." On Twitter, because oh, I heard that on Waypoint, and now I have to like go look that up. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> anyway, anyways, wasn't there something about like there was like a like a thing you could read with like some dates and like L is real or something? Is that anything? No, I'm that was sure. like a, a a like a a hidden texture Easter egg thing in Mario sixty four. Is my understanding? Um, okay. And then I had a date, and then the date was like when the leak came out. I don't oh, know. I don't know. I saw that. some, I saw some weird fucking, stuff. That would be fucking creepy. <laughs> it was an inside job. But L is four twenty four oh one. No, that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, either way, they did find Luigi in Super Mario sixty four, which I think Nintendo kind of denied even existed for a really long time. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's like oh. a lot of. If we want to talk about Gig Lake, there was also that weird Yoshi that came out. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. On July 25th, 20, uh, so the thing is, the thing it says, L is real 2401. On July 25th, 2020, 24 years and one month after the release of the game, the source code was leaked, which included Shh. a previously unseen model of Luigi confirming, <laughs> confirming his existence, thus completing the prophecy. Weird. We're in shame watch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah. Oh my know. God. The Jazz has have been shamed. <gasps> no. Officially have been shamed. Shamed by the Tigers. What? Tigers what are still do? alive. What did, okay. Don't worry about it, Andre. 
<laughs> I see your confusion. Uh, Just l- let it happen. Um, Moody Cookbook taught Fox, bring it home. Uh, but, all right. Yeah, I extra innings shame alert in the Flowers Firefighters game. So to talk slightly about the gig leak and not to oh, the dive, thieves one. Okay. Not to dive too deep into it. Um one of the issues that's happening is that archivists are having a pretty, bit of a moral kind of yeah issue yeah. And, of like and, what and do we I'd use? also recommend Can listening we? to I'd also recommend listening to the uh Waypoint Radio episode that dealt dealt with it earlier yeah. this week cuz that yeah. they they talked a lot about that the kind of moral dilemma of mm-hmm. archivists and oh, I and I kind of that, but I will now Thanks. Yeah, I would recommend it. Cool. I kind of um, surprise. I'm kind of with Gita on it, where like it if there are certainly if there are individuals that worked on that stuff that are upset about it um, coming out. You know that's that sucks because uh, it's never good when individual people who work on this stuff get get hurt by this kind of thing. But at the same time, like Nintendo's a huge fucking corporation. Like right, it's, it's, I I'm it's I'm kind of torn in that I don't necessarily care. You know, if Nintendo's upset because you know they're they're a huge company, this isn't going to hurt them. But if I, I do feel for some of the uh, people who are um, like individuals but, who worked on the games, and like especially since it, it sounds like there's also some emails in there. Like if there's just like I I hate for my sucks. personal emails to be yeah, shared. That's shitty. Like, that shouldn't. Like uh, yeah. I, you know, there's like there's a question of you know if it's embarrassing about having like various builds of things like, you know, there, there, there's, you know, that's nuanced, but like if, if you're uh, leaking some personal emails, that's like, come on. Right. That, but that's like it to an extent, like, I do agree, especially about the emails, but I also think we sh- I don't think it matters as much as we're making it out to be. Cause like, think about, think about patents those last 20 years, it's been 22 yeah. years since all this stuff happened. Yes. I don't think it's going to affect Nintendo that much. Like if a patent no. can last 20 years and this is just like some source code and like some concept art from literally over two decades ago, I don't know if I'm going to be like, Oh God, is this going to affect this person? Like, their life well, right now is like if it happened. No, I mean no, but it's like years ago, the, the thing that people are talking about with it affecting other people mm. is less like will it affect them professionally or is it more like, hey, I don't necessarily want my half finished art being shown out into the world. Yeah, you know, I, I guess. I, yeah, yeah, I have less. Uh, I don't know. It's tough. I guess. I, my knee jerk response, I don't, and it makes me sound like an asshole. My knee jerk response is like, it was like 22 years ago and it was, it was part of working for a huge corporation and like they're a game that, that was there, you know, like it's tough. I don't know, but that sounds so cold and uncaring. So I, I think, think there was, there was an interesting response from Dylan Cuthbert who apparently was like his, his official media response was, this fucking this isn't acceptable. And Patrick Klepek said that like he used the word it's bullshit in his in his response or whatever. But then he's also tweeting stuff that's like, holy shit, this is wild. I haven't seen this in 20 years. So it's like, yeah, it but he's also like, questioning where did they get this data from in yeah. that same tweet. And I think if there's like data privacy concerns there, where if they were able to oh, get totally. their hands on obscure stuff like a weird tool they made to teach themselves C++ like you know I think it's reasonable to question the 
like security of any information that Absolutely. you have from your employment. And, like, and if your personal communications, like you're saying, Allison, are getting out like personal emails, that's mm-hmm. a different story. That seems unnecessary and just weird. Like, like I, I have mixed feelings about half finished art and people being upset about that leaking, but I don't have any mixed feelings about people's personal communications and personal, potentially personal information getting leaked. That's terrible. So yeah, that's, that's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent different. Like, I think you're a hundred percent right with that. Like personal information, security concerns, like, I don't know, financial information, uh, work, like addresses that people have lived at, like that kind of stuff. Like, yes, that's a hundred percent valid and should be concerning. However, like, a Luigi model in Mario 64 and a weird ass fucking Yoshi. I don't think that yeah. like weird much. models that are already got to certain thing. Like, like I personally, like as a non public artist would be really embarrassed if a lot of my old sketchbooks became public, but at the same time, like, you know, a lot of this, this is specifically stuff that was created for Nintendo. Y- yes. This is so technically it's like, owned by Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So it's like old models of Luigi or of Luigi and old models of like weird Yoshi's like, you know, to like to a certain extent, like that's that shouldn't be too terrible to see out. But yeah. Oh, that Yoshi is terrible to see. Well, <laughs> oh, it's terrible for you your know. eyes. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. So that's the uh, story developing. Keep your eyes peeled for the Giga Leak. The moist talkers are out. They are the welcome I'd to like, the party zone. Yeah, I'm in the party zone right here with you. <laughs> Hashtag hydration. Oh, I lost nation. on the stakes. Dang. All right, shoe thieves. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I've got a few more stories, and then we can wrap it up and let and people. Wow, we pay a lot more attention. To okay, baseball. we got to stretch these out so we can be a good podcast. We got to go like, <laughs> 20 more minutes. Yeah, uh, we got. We got to get Jan Cho on here somehow. <laughs> Frog Jan, Fractions. Show up on our podcast, please. We love you. Frog Fractions is now on Steam. Yep. For Cause free. Because they, they're, they're killing Flash. They're killing Flash. New Grounds, rest in peace. Uh, there is a $9.99, there's a $10 hat DLC for Frog Fractions. So you can play the whole game with a hat on. If you had said there's a $999 hat DLC for Frog Fractions, I still would have had. I would have been like, yeah, that sounds about right for Frog Fractions. But let me double uh, check, make sure. I would just feel bad if someone bought that on accident, but I think you could refund it. Is the statute of limitations up on Frog Fractions? Can I just talk openly about some stuff in there? Or because it's new there? I don't don't think you should. It's not out yet. It's it's out on the 4th. We okay. say, Can we have a spoiler chat fractions. about Frog Fractions? <laughs> okay, if anyone here, Frog Fractions spoilers just for like, let's call it 30 seconds. Skip ahead yeah. if you don't okay. want to hear it or mute your, mute your stream, whatever. Can you make bug porn but wearing a hat? Oh yeah, of course. Probably, Shit. I would assume. Hell yeah. All right, Why else I'm in. pay $10 for the DLC? <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the DLC is called Hop's Iconic Cap. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. That's very That's stupid. Very funny. I love it. Take that. That's a very off. deep Got cut. Him. Wow. Uh, okay. Um, All right. No more spoilers. Anyways. What I will say is, I think non-spoilers. Uh, the the way they built the Steam page is very clever. It's it's very good. It's very like it 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 gives away just what like it it explains what that thing is in a very good way. I think. And in a way that that you can still play it and 
get the sense of discovery out of it without um without it being totally like without it it just saying oh it's just an educational game you know yeah, it's like mm-hmm. an MECC game but they Miles show you that it's a little references more than that without listing to be fair it is like the most important part is that you learn fractions but yeah you do you definitely you do. do you do mm-hmm. okay well frog fractions game of the decade edition let it be so and our our last bit of news for today Necrobarista is going to get some post-launch DLC faux free. This is disappointing because I would like to give them more money. <laughs> uh, yeah, they have the soundtrack coming out soon, so I'm going to buy that one. Yeah, it, I'm the soundtrack is rad. Okay, oh, like yeah. like Dude. listening, like I <laughs> kind of left the game running for a while when I was not playing it because I was like, let's just have this like in the background. It's it's good. So Kevin Kevin Pankin, he is he's a force to be reckoned with. Yep. Yeah, so I'm I, I am definitely I'm gonna consider buying that because it is it is a good good. What's f- my literal only critique of Necro Barista is that for some of the longer side stories, the music can be slightly repetitive if you're sitting and reading for ten minutes and it's the mm-hmm. same track for the whole time. Yeah, um, specifically. Oh, sorry. There's one specific song that can be repetitive that is good on its own, but can be repetitive if you listen to it for 10 minutes at a time. Literally my only criticism yeah. though. Specifically for billiards. One is where I ran into it because billiards one yep. is a little yep. long. Yep. Yep. Also yep. Um, for Allison and Andre ahead of our spoiler cast, if you so desire, if you finish the game, uh, Pat told me this or told this to me that you can go back and experience all those side stories without having to do anything extra. Yeah, they just um, oh, basically. Well, yeah, you 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 just okay. um you you kind it, of go to the chapter select and push um go back to the terminal and back then, to the terminal yeah yeah mm-hmm. back and, to the yeah, terminal yeah, and yeah. then you can just go through everything yeah well, oh well, thank okay. you oh, that's so good because I was I was definitely stressing yesterday I was like am I gonna miss some of these I, I, yeah, no, you, yeah worrying you, about missing them is kind of good while you're playing through it because it makes you actually think about your yeah. choice, the very little bit of choice that you have in that game, but mm-hmm. also yes, you do unlock them all at the end. Also, that system isn't great, but um, but yes, yeah, so there's no pressure, you can actually go and read yeah. all those stories Lovely. and some of those some of those are really, oh, really they're fascinating. Good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyways, tomorrow. <laughs> That's news. Yes. We're going to have another podcast tomorrow. That we will. Uh, well, if that is all, uh, we got to check in on the calling. Oh, the it calling, seems the it website seems is fucking down? dead. The, the Reddit community is very upset with the developers. Um, <laughs> oh, are <yeah>. they <laughs> very upset? Oh, they, um, they expected so the, much. I'm just double checking the calling.com because yesterday it was down. Uh, oh, now it, Oh, now it reroutes straight to Xaviant uh, or whatever the developer is, and there's no mention of the culling on here. Huh. Hmm. Y'all, the culling might be dead. <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, Pat what? has an Xbox. He can go in there and he can test. He can they try. They haven't tweeted since July 8th. Is the culling dead? Can we finally end this bet? Is Allison win? Is it Jeopardy rules? Because like mid-August, well, like, you're, you're uh, technically yeah. like, 
We're not no, mid-August we'll closest without yeah, going over. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up the Xbox. Or I guess she did go over, but she was she was closest. Yeah. Either way, yeah, the culling that was never a good idea. That was never going to work. No. no. <laughs> Anyways, can't put people on an island and make them. No, nope, you the can death. still you That's... can still purchase it. You can still purchase it. How much does it cost? Like five bucks? Five ninety nine. I think I think we determined that until you literally cannot purchase it on the Xbox store. That's okay. it's not right, dead so, until then. All right, we're still going then. <laughs> I mean, it's still getting closer to my date, so. Yep. And we started right. this bet um, on May 14th, so. I do like that mm-hmm. they say for de- full details on the latest status of the game, how you can give feedback and report issues can be found at thecalling.com. Well, Great. which redirects to Xavian's site, which yep. doesn't have any mention of the calling on it. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. We should email support just to. I was going to tweet the tires it. on this. I was going to tweet at them yesterday, being like, "Hey, is your game still going? <laughs> How's it going? What's up? Have the calling has been cold? They haven't. Whoa. They they didn't. Their last blog update was from July eighth. Also." Well, what's it about? Calling patch notes. Oh, is that where they did like the weirdly large patch that was like yeah. bot match stuff? If if a bot match ends, you'll get rewards. Yeah, basically. Okay. Any, anything? Oh, there's going to be a Beyond Good and Evil Netflix series. Oh yeah, oh, right. movie movie. So weird. That was weird. I mean, that it's game's cool. not going to come out. Which sucks because I would like it to come out. I like Beyond it, Good and Evil. It'd be cool if it came out, yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Oh, oh, we got okay. Some more just uh, quick fire. Battletoads coming to Game Pass in August. Who cares? Yeah, I kind of thought that would get dropped. I don't know. Rare's working uh, on it. Oh wait, is this the new one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, new okay. Never mind. Right. Okay. Yeah. Then okay. Fine. Sure. Um, Bioware uh, put out some stuff on their plans to make loot satisfying in their. <laughs> Okay. You know, re rehash of Anthem. We'll see how that goes. There's not okay. any like definitive info, but they kind of walk through their philosophy on what they're going to try and do. Apparently, okay. they put out a news story saying, "Hey, we're still making Dragon Age." <laughs> yep, they said, Whatever. "Yeah, we're working on it." But they put they had s- clips in that EA presentation from that. It sounded like so. Yeah, so it's fine. Let's see. Whatever. Hawkeye is going to be in Avengers. Also, Avengers looked good in that stream. Yeah, it looked all right. Whoa. Yeah. The best like, it looked the best it's ever looked. Yeah. I'm actually excited for it now, not just excited to see That's got a what it close is. beta this weekend or next no, weekend. No, it's next weekend and then okay. the following next weekend. Next weekend on PC. and then two two weekends of open beta on PS4 mm-hmm. and closed beta on everything else, I guess. Uh Epic Game Store adding mod support. Uh First game is Mech Warrior Five huh. to test it out in beta, which is really one. a weird choice. Yeah. That game's not very good. <laughs> maybe that's well, why maybe if you mod it. mods, but also it'll be like, good again. It's, I mean, it's surprising to me that it did, like Epic Game Store did not have mod support, given you know Unreal Tournament was very moddable. Um, yeah, but Unreal Tournament didn't they shut down Unreal Tournament? Yep. Yeah, Unreal so, Tournament is Fortnite. They built the mods into Fortnite. You make your own mods. There is that whole League of Legends Saudi Arabia partnership. No, that was let's not. I can't. I can't right now. It's over. (laughs) But yeah, it's 
Just the whole thing. Sekiro is going to get DLC, a boss rush mode, costumes, and Dark Souls-esque messages. That's weird. They're adding new music into Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. That's wrong. Huh. Like for 37 new songs. That's interesting. Like, is it from the era or is it like modern? Uh, I am not familiar with any of the music listed, so I could not tell you. But I don't think... Let's see. Okay. A Tribe Called Quest, a Swayze, A Swayze and the Ghosts, Alex Leahy, All Talk, American Nightmare, Backchat, Baker Boy, Billy Talent, Black Prez, Feach, Kid Something. Those all sound like they could be from like the 90s when Charlie Brown Jr. Yeah, like... A lot uh, of those are Chick from the Norris. 90s. I don't know that. Destroy Boys, <laughs> DZ Death Rays, Fiddler, Junk Bunny, Less Than Jake, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, no, this is Machine Gun Kelly is definitely new. Oh, these are like half bands that could. Have, oh, there's more. There's Real Big Fish going in. Never mind. I take really? that. This is great. There's Real Big Fish. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Strung out. So, uh, Tribe Called Quest. Tribe Called Quest is a good good get for that game though. Yes. That's awesome. Just, well, they couldn't get all of the time here. They were kind of not getting <laughs> they couldn't get all of the original music, right? Like they, they only got about two thirds of the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it makes sense that they're fleshing it out, actually, despite my they're adding two picture. songs from the classic back in uh, that were originally not going to be in there. Let's see. Let's see. Anything else? Anything else? We're trying to make uh, it to the Janitoa length. We got this. Yep. Well, we can say, hey, come on our podcast. Uh, what, what's your favorite Janachoa memory? Oh, goodness. That's a, t- that's a tough one. <laughs> Mine's when he told the story about how he went like wheat pasting and then he fell off a ladder and fell in a dumpster. <laughs> it was a real good story. I really like when he and Ben made, I want to say it was Vietnamese coffee. Okay. That was a good video. It was a Ben's lens, I think. Um, also, Jan Ochoa is like exceedingly nice in person. I met him at PAX one year and Adam Jellos. <laughs> he is such a pleasant person. Uh, he seems so cool. Yes. He's just pleasant to be around for sure. Uh, yeah. Jan, come on our podcast. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> I seem to remember Jan just having some really funny stories. Um, regarding things he did while doing Mythbusters stuff, like driving cars and doing weird things in that. But I yep. can't remember the exact story. Oh, that's right the best Jan story is when he, he had bomb residue on his <laughs> clothes right. that get always get picked. He, he has bomb residue on his clothes that always gets picked up by uh, uh, TSA in yeah. airports and has to explain that it's because he worked on Mythbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Which, when paired with the fact that he also has clothes that say giant bomb on them. <laughs> God, yeah. Uh, speaking of Mythbusters, rest in peace, Grant Imahara. Yeah. That is a Yeah, that was, that was really sad. That was yeah. uh, the worst news. Yeah, I watched a lot of Mythbusters. And... Did anybody not watch a lot of Mythbusters? No, but like, like you know, there was a very specific period in my life where I... I watched so much Mythbusters. Oh, oh yes, I know. Yeah, Mythbusters is such a one of the things that makes Mythbusters so great and made Mythbusters so great. And Grant was a huge part of why this was the case is because they felt like they were only talking to you when you watched that show. Mm-hmm. It felt like they were only doing that show for you and that nobody else was watching it. It was just you and them. And that is like 
so incredibly special and part of why that show worked so incredibly well, because even though obviously it was one of the most popular shows on cable, it still felt like when you met someone else and said, I like Mythbusters and they said, I love Mythbusters. It felt like you were in like a pretty small club, even though you totally were not. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it was popular, but like, I feel like there is a very specific, like, I don't know. And, and I feel like everyone who's was into that show feels like the reaction when someone says, Oh, I love Mythbusters too. You go, okay, you love Mythbusters, but not like like I do. (laughs) And and like, yeah, and or, like, or so, but like you love Mythbusters, you you got to be kind of all right, like you know. Yeah, that too. But like yeah. I I saw Grant and Tori do a show at my college once, um, and they seemed really cool. Like I didn't get to say hi or anything, but they were they were they were really really fun and pleasant. So yeah, and I personally and secondhand know of many people who got into engineering specifically because of Mythbusters, like just yeah. having a fascination with the stuff they did. And Grant was a huge oh, part sure. of that, and like. Um, some really good friends of mine talk about like how he was one of the best Asian representations that they ever knew on TV, especially in, the, in those days. And like, there's just beloved in those communities. So like for aneurysms are just the worst because they're just so unpredictable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's any like more official details, but it sounded like a, it was an aneurysm. I heard some people saying it sounded like an AMV, uh, which I had a friend who had one of those. He survived, uh, but he was also the friend who loved Mythbusters. He was like, mm. that was like his show. Yeah. And so seeing that connection was just like immediately thought of my friend. I was like, I got to go, you know, check in on him, see how he's doing. Cause it's yeah, hard, even though, you know, surviving a stroke like that still is, uh, it's real tough. Yeah. But What's five like? minutes. Yeah, much love <laughs> to everyone out there. And you know, uh Mythbusters, they they made it feel like you were the only one watching and just like us, we're only talking to you, listener. Jan. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> only talking to Janachella. Podcast uh, listener, uh, stop listening. And podcast listener, don't listen to this. Jan so should Ochoa, we just hello. should we just title this episode for Jan Ochoa or something? <laughs> Jan Ochoa, please come on Game of Fix. <laughs> come on our show. No, the clip for this show is just us saying Jan Ochoa, come on our show. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, oh, oh. This this uh, baseball thing. How long do you think y'all are going to stick with it? I, I honestly am, have no idea. Yeah, it's really hard to say. So for me, I I watched or had Salty Bed on the background for literal months. Uh, even mm-hmm. if I wasn't actively engaging with it, it was just there. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like this is going to kind of turn into something similar. And just like every now and again, check in on the community, but not keeping like an active watch on it, because that's going to burn out real fast. I think mm-hmm. the reason that I could stay interested in it is I've often... I feel like, and this is this is maybe something that'll happen as it grows. I every gaming community that I try to engage with, I end up getting pretty disappointed um, because I feel like it's whether it's tonally or from a like moderation perspective, it just always seems to go to shit. Um, I don't. I'm not a part of any like larger communities really, um, despite playing a lot of games. Uh, even like in the tabletop space, I don't participate in community channels for the tabletop games I play because. I find I don't like a lot of the people there. 
tonally, I really like the the uh, baseball Discord. Um, it's fun. The people there seem like cool um, and like diverse and open and like and and earnest in a way that I feel is missing from a lot of gaming communities. Um, so in that way, uh, I could see sticking around for a bit just because it it's actually like a nice space. Um, but as it grows, who knows if it'll be easy to maintain that, you know, so, um, it could, it could go South. Indeed it could. Hopefully it doesn't. Uh, Oh yeah. I hope not. Well, remarkably it has not yet. And the community in the discord and such is incredibly tolerant. (laughs) Like, yeah, (laughs) like, yeah, yeah. In kind of an amazing way. So, yeah. And the, if the creators are dedicated to keeping it that way, then should be okay. Um, well, we're, you know what? I think we're, we're going to, we're going to make it maybe, maybe we'll be just under, but I think and we're Jan, you need to come here. on so that we can get that, you know? Yeah. We, d- we just need one more person to we need one pat more us person out for another named three minutes. Jan Ochoa, come on our show. <laughs> Uh, oh, you can find thanks for joining us for episode 132 of Gaming Fix on August 1st 2020 or August 2nd if you're me I've been your host Andre Cole aka your partner's favorite baseball team you can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W or you can watch me stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash coleslaw, C-O-L-E-S-L-4-W. I was going to change my Twitter handle back to that, but then someone stole it, and then they got banned. Ridiculous. <laughs> like, th- that was my original Twitter handle. Then I was like, oh, I'm cool, because I was a dumb high schooler, and then it never changed back. And then now someone stole my handle and got banned with it. Cause they're probably saying some dumb shit. Is it stealing? If you abandon it on the side of the road and then somebody else picks it up. If they're going to get banned with it. Yes, it is. They're not going <laughs> to responsibly use it. They're going to abuse, abuse it. I still have that name. on. It's my email. Don't email me. Uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Email's useless. Unless you're Janachoa. My, Jano Show, email me. Jano Show is uh, my well, Im- welcome to contact me in whatever way uh, he would like. My, I've got like ten thousand emails unread. Seven thousand right now. We I guess can't I, talk. We can't get into that because that's a whole <laughs> other conversation. I'm with yeah. you, but uh, uh, you can uh, Pat. Where can people find you? You can find me conversation with you at PJC Plays. I um, have have been streaming on the Gaming Fix twitch channel not i shouldn't say i have been streaming i streamed last sunday on the gaming fix channel and i plan to do it again uh tomorrow um we are recording some stuff like we said uh and then after that i'll probably play psychonauts for a bit um it was fun last week and i think it will continue to be fun uh i would also like to stream some fall guys apparently i have to have that that beta key now um so i want to check that out um and um Keep an eye out. I'm saying it here because saying things here means that I actually do them and I don't procrastinate too much. Um, keep an eye out uh, for extra life information. I'm going to do an extra life stream. It may involve airplanes. 
That's the plan. That idea that you have is that's like three months away. Very excited. Yeah, you got to start early and you got to say it early because it's going to take me time to prepare it. So I need to get it out there that I'm doing it so I don't procrastinate too much. Uh, How many practice runs are you going to do? Oh, none. We're doing a live. Doing it live. Okay. Uh, Okay. I mean, I'm going to play a lot of flight simulator to know how to fly the airplanes, but (laughs) I'm not going (laughs) to run that. Uh, But um, yeah, my plan is to do a flight around the world, um, stopping at different fix hosts. Uh, roughly home areas. I don't want to dox anybody, so <laughs> I won't be local, flying up to anyone's airport houses. is not like that'd be home. Uh, yeah. But 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 I'm gonna fly to a a v- regional airport in the proximity of each gaming fix host. As so far as information about them has been revealed on the show before, um, and uh, and it should be fun. There is time dilation, so we can do it in 24 hours. Great. Alex, where can people find you? Uh, in my email inbox, where I have fifty-seven thousand three hundred and two unread messages. Oh, thank God! I thought I was worried you might be the person if we had that conversation that were like was like. It seems inbox like there's always zero. a person who's like, "You got to keep your inbox tight." And it's oh, just, mine like, is I can't, not. I can't. I, can't I had do that. I, I had like to that. get Google One upgrade my drive because I was just I didn't want to go in through and delete old stuff. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, I yeah. mean, some t- I, I will say in the last week, I have searched an email from seven years ago to pull some information. Oh, same. Totally. I so. have stuff from 2012 <laughs> that I still refer to if I need it. So it was just computer case information, like a, 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 a serial, not a serial number, but like a, a product number for yeah. the case that I have. But I didn't want to pull my case apart and find it on the case. So I just searched my old email for the receipt from when I bought the case seven years ago. hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, Allison, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. And uh, as another plug on Damage Boost podcast that was just released this past Friday. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to be doing an episode, a recording episode of that on Monday coming up here. Cool. I'm going to talk about uh, Yakuza. Cool. The games, not the crime syndicate. You can find... (laughs) Uh, you can find Pat's review of Umarangi Generations on our website at fix.space. You can find us on Twitter at fixpodcasts and go to podchaser.com slash gaming fix and leave us a review because it helps us improve our whole shtick. Also, if you're a Spotify listener, yep, boy, you probably haven't heard us for months. <laughs> yeah but so thank you we're to back the, now baby yeah thank you to the people who reached out to me and were like hey have you just not posted anything since march and i was like what yeah no we're uh there were some issues they are now resolved so i'm sorry if you're on spotify and get a notification of about like 20 new episodes all at once but uh that should that should be working. there you have 20 episodes to listen yeah, to as can, a treat i know you've probably missed out on the last five months of gaming news but don't <laughs> yeah. worry we're here for you yeah now you can listen to the um final fantasy remake spoiler cast and the joke we made about camerature apertures and buttholes oh my oh right god someone <laughs> just posited that if blaze ball ascends what if it becomes a different sport oh a sport what Basketball. if it becomes golf <laughs> oh the possibilities Glolf. are endless tlenis huh Okay, sorry. I, I want this, but like, I, maybe I don't want this, but wrestling. 
but maybe no, I want this, but wrestling, little wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh, I do no. want that. All right. Well. Okay, that's how this is a service game, and it's gonna last forever. Anyway. Schlotplug. <laughs> God, I don't like that. Don't say that. <laughs> Schlotplut. Yeah. I hate it. Clurling. Mm, no, I don't like it. Clurling. Living. Thanks for joining anyway. us, everybody. Formula we'll be, One. <laughs> we'll be back with a special guest next week. And if we're lucky, I'll have a little, a little, some extra. But we'll, we'll see. That special back. guest is, is not Janet Choa oh. for what it's worth. <laughs> no. No. I wish. Um, we'll have what our if, wonderful what friend if? Jeff Davis know. on the show next week. I'm excited, but like also. <laughs> Not, not to say that we're not excited about Jeff. Oh, no, no. I, yeah. I, I, Jeff Tune in in two friend. weeks. <laughs> Tune in in two weeks to hear Jan Ochoa. <laughs> oh, you can't say that. Gotta, hey, you gotta, it's the secret. You got to put it out into the world so you can take what you want. And I want J- Jan Ochoa on this podcast. God, That's why we stretch a, for so long. I'm going to have to make a super clip of all the times we call out Jan Ochoa. Do it. All right. Do it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>